What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Bitcast. It's another lovely Saturday here. I am your host, Ainsley Bowden, joined by Mr. Bad Take himself, Dan Rodriguez. How you doing? There's gonna be so many. I am I'm so <laughs> full of like bad takes today. Like You're just specifically ready to give oh, bad yeah. takes. It's gonna be so bad. <laughs> so bad. But I'm good. I, I give yeah. you a seven. I give you a seven. That's generous. <laughs> joining us as well from way across the pond you know him well and coming back to the show is the host of the midweek mix-up podcast himself wednesdays by the way what time 2 p.m central which is a little different for us here in america yes but uh mr wandering dutch himself what's happening my friend yeah not bad brother not bad it's uh it's always a, always good to be back always good to be on the show so uh, i'm looking forward to digging into these topics and, and getting straight on with this Sounds good. Sounds good. And it's been a long time since uh, he was last on the show, but he is back, ready to roll today. Host of the Basement Radio Arcade Podcast. You know him well, Mr. Enrique, who absolutely 100% believes in generations. What's happening, brother? <laughs> I, I do believe in generations, and uh, it's great to be on again, Ains. It's been a, it's been a long time, and yeah, uh, happy to be on the show and uh, have some great topics to uh, to discuss today. Yeah, man, looking forward to it. So you have to you have to put the lawn on hold. We're going to talk some gaming for a bit, man. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's going on, everyone in chat? Thank you for showing up. Uh, so, guys, what? Uh, let's start with what we've been playing. Um, you know, there's in terms of news. We'll get to the PlayStation stuff. We'll get to uh, some of the more updated conference news schedules and thoughts there. But what have you been up to this week as we kind of wait for the uh, <laughs> the monsoon of uh, gaming information we're going to get next week? Who wants to uh, Who wants to chat about something fun you've been playing? I've been playing basically the same stuff, so I'll just get that out there. It's been MLB <laughs> and then uh, Hitman 3, and that's it. Like I will on. tell you, I've been playing a lot of MLB. The, yeah. the road to the show does get very addicting. It is. It's, that's, yeah. that's, my, that's my favorite. It's the only thing I play with it. Me and, too. And, and there, there's no reason to play anything else for me. So, But, yeah, I mean, once you – I think just a few hours ago I hit that top. I, think, I don't think I can get any more. I can progress any farther. Okay. So they really – yeah, like the the stuff they give you and the rewards and stuff. I you know I, I like how they tried to do something with it, but also it's it's still lackluster. Know, it's, it, it's yeah, it still is what it is. But yeah. I'm you know I'm going to continue to play and you know break records like a madman. That's what <laughs> I do. So you're playing on rookie, aren't you? No, I'm playing on a I, it, it whatever the normal difficulty is, which is okay. garbage because they don't allow sliders. Unless you want to lose, I mean, now I can do it because I think I've hit the top. You know, I can adjust my sliders finally to have okay. a more realistic game. I got you. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, and other than that, it's just been Hitman and just kind of jumping. I just jump everywhere. Like nothing is holding my attention for more than like an hour. So mm-hmm. it's it's been kind of all over the place. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Dutch, what you been up to, man? Uh, I'm I'm very much in the same boat as Dan, mainly because obviously, like yourself, I've got a lot of things that I'm trying to prepare for the next week or so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead of gaming, it's been mainly either pumping out videos or getting videos ready or trying to get panels sorted and getting guests sorted and things like that. So, um, yeah, I've been uh, PUBG when I have had a little bit of free time with uh, with some of the some of the panel. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And also a little bit of Resi Evil Village because I'm still working my way through that in little bite-sized chunks. Okay. <laughs> uh, and Forza Horizon because again another nice and easy one you can just jump into when you have 
spare half yeah. an hour and don't have to think about anything so uh, it's just bite-sized stuff at the minute until we get the like you said the influx of of news and potential immediate drops at e3 yeah yeah and we you know we we're going to touch on but we get ratchet and clank next week too which uh, i'm God. super yeah i'm super pumped for can't wait but enrique you play anything good man yeah, playing. Um, still, still uh, going through Returnal right now. Okay. And uh, you know, awesome. been doing that kind of like in, in like bits and pieces, and then playing Mass Effect um, again. Uh, I mean, that's just you know what. I, as I play that, I'm, I'm Mass Effect One, which which is not the goat. That's two, but uh, hey, hey, another, hey, conversation. Hey, easy. <laughs> another, com- another conversation. Another conversation. Another <laughs> conversation. Um, but no, you know that that game uh, playing Mass Effect again. I mean, man, Ains. I mean, talk about. That might that might be the best franchise I've ever played, man. Like I, just obviously visually maybe doesn't hold back. One doesn't well compared to maybe two or three from what I've seen. But just the dialogue, uh, the the science that science fiction that's that sci-fi atmosphere. Yeah, man. Um, it's just it, it's a great game. So I've been playing that. Uh, and then they a little don't bit seem of, to make games like that right no, now. They don't. Like they, they just don't. It, it's it created a a universe that is just so beloved and so realistic feeling, right? Like you would usually yeah. only feel in shows or movies. It's awesome. I mean, you look at the impact of that that franchise. Um, you know, there's so many different characters. I mean, obviously, Shepard's the main protagonist, but people talk about so many different characters yeah. in, in that story arc that are compelling characters that we, you know, have some kind of relationship or care about. And, and I haven't played a game like that in a very long time. And I think to your point, Ains, they don't make games like that anymore. Um, so, so that, and then uh, a little bit of resident, resident evil eight, which I, I'm just, I'm kind of having a hard time getting into, um, because the main protagonist, Ethan, I'm just not a fan of, he, he seems like, I feel like I'm playing an episode of Jackass. Remember Jackass? We're like, uh, who's <laughs> no, the guy? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they announced a new movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Oh, but they're who's making the a new one. Who was the guy that was always like hurting himself or like doing like Steve? Was it Steve-O? Steve-O, yeah. Yeah. Everybody was, really. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Ethan Steve-O. Like he's the guy that's good. Like, you know, and like I I just, I don't know. I, I just am having a hard time getting into it. And then um, I, I'm actually playing Splinter Cell Blacklist on PC right now because um, I subscribe to Ubi Plus or Ubi Play. I forget what it's called. Um, and that's like one of the games that's free yeah. to, if you, if you do the monthly subscription on PC. Uh, the Splinter Cell franchise is including that. So I went back and played that, and God, I want another Splinter Cell. I don't think it's going to happen, but. <laughs> we have joked for like the past two years, right, or maybe three years about waiting for Ubisoft to announce a new Splinter Cell, and they never do. So I'm just, I'm giving up hope and just, you know, maybe they'll surprise me one of these years. Yeah, I'm, too, I'm with you, Haynes. I don't think it's going to happen. I think unless unless someone steps up, like maybe a Microsoft that says, hey, you know, we'll, we'll fund the development of this game. I don't think Ubi's going to do it. I think yeah. they're. Those days are gone. It's so weird to me because it's a genre. We talked about when Perfect Dark was announced because it's a genre that's so untapped right now. Um, you know, Metal Gear Solid is it's gone, at least for the time being. Splinter Cell's gone. Perfect Dark, obviously, is years away. Um, and we don't even really know if that's going to kind of play in that same vein. Um, yeah, there's just nothing like it right now. It seems so weird that Ubisoft, with all the money they're investing into, sequels and new IPs that they haven't brought uh, Splinter Cell back. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah that is. It definitely is. Uh, but that's that's it for me right now. I mean, that's, you know, I'm, I'm like everyone else waiting for, uh, most people waiting for Ratchet and Clank, which comes out next Friday. So yeah, man. Um, that, that's going to be on my next, uh, that's going to be on my to-do list. 
yeah, I'm super excited for that. Big Ratchet fan, uh, uh, you know, since the beginning. So, uh, and this one, of course, just looks utterly incredible. So, man, pump for it. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard some really, really good things about Ratchet and Clank. I, I'm hearing game of the year contender from people that have played it and beaten it already. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I heard. I heard. I heard that this is like this game is going to be like the showpiece for PlayStation Five. It is really gonna like. Like you think PlayStation Five is hard to get now? I, I've heard that this game's gonna even like it's gonna create even more demand for the console. Um, and so it's gonna be even harder once this game comes out. Um, I, I think you know, and, and you know, hats off to Insomniac. I mean, they're they're out there promoting this game a lot. Um, but it's it's already it's already out in the wild right now. People are reviewing it already. So yeah, you know, typically when that happens, when Sony does that, they're, they're pretty confident, um, you know, uh, in the game. So no doubt, yeah. And Insomniac has been kind of firing on all cylinders. So um, I have little doubt at all uh, that this game isn't going to be amazing. So yeah, yeah. I um, I was a big uh, Ghosts and Goblins uh, and Ghouls and Ghosts guy growing up as a kid. I love those games. And so uh, I got lucky enough. Oh, Capcom yeah. sent me a code for the resurrection this morning, just appeared nice. in my email. So started playing that this morning and it's amazing, man. It's uh, it's, it's done really well the way they updated it, the graphics, the animations and everything, but uh, it's got the, the classic uh, soundtrack and you know, you still get hit and lose all your armor and it's tough as effing nails. So it's still hard. There's difficulty still hard then. Yeah, there's difficulty <laughs> levels and they there's like checkpoints now. And, you know, they've really kind of tried to make it easier for the modern audience. But it's still uh, just hard, very hard, which I love. So um, yeah, those are classic so, games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that, that one's I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's got some like extra levels and you can take different paths and stuff, too. So it's kind of bigger than the, the classic one. But, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. So, um well, let's get into it, guys. Let's get into uh, what was no doubt the kind of biggest conversation point of the week. Um, it's going to be funny to kind of hear your guys' thoughts on this. But we've actually got kind of a range of PlayStation news. I don't know why PlayStation suddenly came out this week and just talked about all kinds of different things. But they did, so let's uh, let's talk about it. Uh, the biggest thing, of course, is the cross-generation kind of debacle, if you will. So came out this week. Uh, God of War was formally delayed, which I think... You guys can tell me if you disagree, but pretty much everyone expected. Um, we've talked many times. Didn't expect this game to launch in 2021. Um, I'm not even sure why they teased it last year with a logo saying 2021. You know, it doesn't even make any sense. But regardless, delayed to 2022. No big deal there. Um, but then they come out and they say that uh, in an interview with Herman Holst, who's uh, PlayStation's head of studios, He's talking about uh, various things about, you know, Sony first party studios and, and uh, you know, the games that are upcoming. And we already knew that Horizon Forbidden West was a uh, cross gen title, right? PS4, PS5. I, that was expected. Um, but he also mentioned in the same statement, of course, that God of War and Gran Turismo 7, uh, perhaps the most surprising, uh, were going to be cross gen. Now, what's obviously most interesting about this, of course, is that they had previously got a war you never really knew. It was just assumed it was going to be a PS5, but Gran Turismo was actually advertised as a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Um, so I quickly just, you can find these images anywhere, but I quickly pulled this up. This is literally from their trailer they showed last year that it was coming in 2021, PlayStation 5 exclusive. Um, <clears throat> and so... <laughs> Personally here, guys, it doesn't bother me. I don't care. Um, we've talked about cross-gen games before. Dan and I, obviously, Dan knows how big of a Halo fan I am. I think everyone knows how big of a Halo fan I am. When they announced that was cross-gen, it doesn't bother me. Um, but 
it is kind of strange again obviously enrique your name playing into it here that the sony seemingly led into this conversation themselves they didn't have to right they led into it and talked about how they wanted to uh, believe in generations and have these gaps and playstation 5 should bring new experiences to their fans all this all this i don't have to cover everyone's everyone knows this story so why now in 2021 halfway through 2021 do you come out and announce basically your three biggest ips god of war horizon now maybe i mean spider-man uh is a different one but gran turismo which everyone is waiting on and say they're going to be cross-gen um, do you think this is was planned all along and they knowingly misled? Or do you think this is more a factor of they initially in scoping it out were planning it for PS5 only? Obviously, the pandemic hit, things change. Uh, supply constraints are really bad. We were just talking before the show, PlayStation 5s are still impossible to get a hold of. And they just are thinking now, hey, we plan to have, making this up, but 20 million PS5s out there by the time this game launched, now we may be lucky to hit 10. We need you guys to create a PS4 port as well. Um, and that's adding further to the delay because that's obviously gonna take additional development. Where are you guys at it on this? Enrique, I'm gonna start with you just cause of your name, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it's funny because that that uh, that talking point from Sony is gonna kind of <clears throat> haunt them the next year or two you know, with these games coming cross-gen, where they did say, I mean, they did come out and say, hey, we believe in generations. And we all thought um, that, oh, you, you know what? They're they're going to uh, release all their first-party content is going to be, you know, PlayStation 5 only. And and now that's not the case. Um, I'm not surprised that God of War uh, is cross-generation. I think once we found out that Horizon Forbidden West was going to be cross-gen, to me, that left that left the door open. Left the left the door open that this game might be, or this game, God, the new God of War might be on PlayStation Four as well. So, um, I'm not surprised by that announcement, but I think maybe what happened, Ains, is is that I think w- what you mentioned, the pandemic hit, and there's a there's a chip shortage right now, right? Yeah, That's big affecting time. you know affecting not just consoles but uh, uh, PCMR, which is the best place platform to play video games. <laughs> Don't you start. Don't just throw that out there real quick. <laughs> um, no, but it, it, you know, all jokes aside, like it, it, this pandemic's really impacted, you know, the chip manufacturing, right? And so there's a shortage, and now the situation perhaps is okay. You know, we we don't know how many PlayStation fives we can get into the wild when these games release, right? And and these games may have very larger budgets than maybe a Ratchet and Clank. Maybe that's why Ratchet and Clank they can have it on the PlayStation Five as an exclusive um although i think that game's another good example yeah or returnal you know those games aren't you know again i I don't know the i don't know the the budget for for ratchet and clank i would imagine though it's probably not on the same level as maybe a god of war or a a horizon forbidden west those seem like larger games larger scale games um and so maybe it's a situation now where they maybe intended to release these games on playstation 5 but the pandemic hits and now we have a console shortage and now you don't know you know, as Sony, how many consoles can I get in the wild? Am I going to be able to get, you know, 15, 20 million out there? Am I going to have, am I going to be able to meet the demand? Um, and, and that's kind of the big question mark right now, right? Uh, they're saying that demand may not be met till 2022 now, right? So that that probably throws a wrinkle into um, what they're projecting in terms of, of financials and what these games need to, to make to get beyond that break-even point. Because let's face it, Sony doesn't want to lose money 
uh, on games. They want to make as much money on these games as soon as possible, especially these games that are these their marquee titles like the God of War uh, and the uh, Horizon Forbidden West uh, game, and, and and maybe to an extent GT Seven. Uh, but that's the only thing that I could think of that probably makes the most sense that, hey, we don't know when these games are going to or when when we can get more consoles in the wild. Um, and are we going to put God of War out in PlayStation 5 only and hope that it breaks even? You know, if we only have 10, 15, 17 million PlayStation 5s out in the wild, how many of those console owners are actually going to buy this game? Does it make sense for us to do that or? You know, do we support the install base of 100? What is it? 115 million PlayStation fours. Um, and and plus, I think now is it 120? 120 plus. Uh, and then we have the opportunity to recoup our investment, um, which is probably, um, more likely to that to that for that to happen on the PlayStation four, maybe then on the PlayStation five. But, uh, it's it's really interesting how this is all played out. I think, uh, unfortunately for for Sony, the joke kind of on them with we'd be living generation, which is why I had that. Uh, under my name because it, it, it's look it's it's going to be something that's that's talked about that's I, I guess maybe you know haunt them a little bit because they were so adamant well, at least vocally they were adamant that hey we do believe in generations and, and it seems like they, they kind of do uh, because we are getting some PlayStation 5 exclusives but we're also getting cross-gen now at the end of the day am I angry about this no uh, but as a PlayStation 5 owner I'm selfish I want the best experiences. <laughs> I want games sure. designed specifically for that hardware. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed in that regard. You know, I I want I want the because you look look how talented Sony's first party studios are. Right, you look at what they've done with you know what I call maximizing the juice of their consoles. They yeah. do a pretty good job at that. Yeah. And I want to see what they can do with PlayStation Five uh, with the PlayStation Five console. Um, obviously, we know that graphics graphic scale. I mean, we see that on PC. Um, but but game design does it. So that's the only thing that I'm made, like kind of upset about. But am I angry? Am I like death to Sony and Jim Ryan's a liar? No, I mean, did Jim Ryan lie? Maybe, you know, did he, you know, it, it, we also don't know what he knew at the time when he said what he said. And and obviously the pandemic probably had an impact into, uh, you know, their, their plans uh, with games releasing on the PlayStation 5. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And, and like... Uh, like Carl said as well right here, which is a fact as well, is that uh, because of the pandemic and video games kind of booming during the pandemic, uh, a lot more PS4s were sold last year as well, millions more. So it's only adding to that install base uh, and, and potential for market. Um, the other thing that I think is interesting when you talk about titles too, we don't know about Gran Turismo 7, but God of War um, you know, is a single player game where Sony's literally only making money off that game with unit sales. There, yeah. There's nothing else in that game that is going to make revenue. It's not an ongoing game. There's nothing you can buy in it unless suddenly they add something. But, uh, you know, they have to sell copies. And facts are facts. Like you said, uh, God of War is not a cheap game to make. Santa Monica Studio is not a cheap studio to keep running uh, with all those employees and people. And so you got to sell the copies. So to your point, I'm not upset about it. And, and who knows if the design is anything like... Um, the original, right? Uh, you know, certain design elements, as you said, uh, don't scale to hardware, but it's only really if a game is even going to use those specific design elements. So we don't really know what's in store for this next God of War, but yeah, no, no, no matter what, I think it's going to be incredible. So it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. And um, you know, Sony's going to use like, they're going to, they're going to implement like the, uh, the 3d audio and yes. the haptic feedback with dual sense. So it's going to have certain features at the PlayStation four, 
uh, doesn't have, like what we see with like Miles Morales. Yep. 100%. Let me get the super chat real quick. Fat Boy Horror in the house with the five quid super chat. PS5 or cross gen, Dan will give them the Magic 7. Every one of them. On the <laughs> shirt today. <laughs> we already reviewed Ragnarok. It's done. We're just waiting. No, you know. no, I've got, the, I've, I'm halfway through the DLC and it's spectacular. No, I mean, the DLC review. For My Assassin's review is, Creed, you mean? Yes, for Assassin's yeah. Creed. Oh, you're talking, okay, you said Ragnarok. I'm thinking Valhalla. Yeah, that's see, the first thing. Yeah. No, it's all Viking stuff. <laughs> it's close. You know, there was probably Ragnarok. Come, actually, there was in Valhalla. Spoiler alert. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Dutch, where are you at, man? You, you kind of agree with Enrique's thoughts here, or you have a, a different perspective? Different perspective. Uh, obviously, we know Horizon was cross-gen, like you mentioned. Uh, God of War was one of those that was teetering with kind of assumed, but didn't have confirmation of what was happening. But yeah. as you mentioned, GT7 most definitely did say it was PlayStation 5 exclusive. Yeah. The only bit where I draw the line is, as you, as uh, Brat mentioned, you, you can't, game design cannot be altered. You can't scale back game design. So if, if your plan was always to only have it on one console, you can't then scale back the design of that game to make it work on something that it wasn't designed for. Because then you would lose. Well, then the game isn't what it was built for in the first place. So I don't believe that these games were always meant to be PlayStation Five because you can't scale back on design. That's impossible. If a game was only built for one generation, like the mentioned Ratchet and Clank, is only on PlayStation Five because it requires the SSD to do the portal jump and etc. You couldn't scale back that game to be able to get it to run on PlayStation 4 the same way you could on the other one because technically it wouldn't work. That is my thing. And I don't I think these games specifically, God of War, of course, I give them a pass on because they never mentioned what that was going to be on in the first place. So but with the likes of GT7, when you mention it's PlayStation 5 exclusive, you can't then say, okay, now it's going to be cross-gen. Because it that yeah, means so it was it was always cross-gen. Yeah, that's. I was going to say your point is that it was always cross gen, and they they shouldn't have advertised it as a PS5 game. It's 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 really for them. It's a cheeky way of, of shifting more PlayStation fives. What well, what do we have that's going to to push this this console forward, and especially around launch window, we've got Ratchet and Clank that's coming out mid middle of kind of the first year. Brilliant. That's one good game. We've got Returnal, which is second party. We've got Bloodborne, which is second party. We've got, you know, they're, they're trying to push them. Miles Morales ended up being cross-gen anyway. That was a, a one originally that was meant to be next-gen and then scaled back to cross-gen. So to me, it sounds it sounds like they're just going, uh, we'll be a bit cheeky here and we'll tell them. <laughs> we'll, and people, we'll I don't think them. people remember or may realize... Uh, because they don't release games like they used to. GT Sport was a bit of a letdown, especially at launch. Uh, but Gran Turismo is still a major, major IP. And when especially that for Gran sim racers, yeah, sim racers specifically. Especially for sim racers, and especially in Europe, uh, yeah. when GT Seven launches, that game will sell millions upon millions of copies on day one. Um, yeah. I'll be one of them myself. Uh, well, one of one of our panel members, Forza Irwin, he's got a, a expensive Fanatec Fanatec uh, steering wheel yeah. setup. Yeah, he kind of um, likes those racing games. Loves them. <laughs> <laughs> but seeing the news that GT7 is cross-gen now, and that was the only reason he was actually going to pick up a PS5 in the next year, 
seeing GT7's cross gen, he's, he's well, what's the point? Like the only yeah, reason I'm enough. playing it, like the only reason I was going to invest in a PlayStation Five right now was to get GT7 and plug plug it in and see what that can do with the steering wheel and things like that. And yeah, no need to now. So he's you know, he's got absolutely no rush to go and pick one up. Shit, you, better I, hope, you better hope Sony allows that steering wheel to work on a PS5. Because <laughs> some of the stuff doesn't. So uh, yeah. Carl agrees with you, by the way. They were always PS4 games. They're just leveraging PS5 sales. Um, yeah. Which is interesting because you can't, you know, they, they can't even make enough of them anyway. So um, I think it's more, yeah, it's, it's the distribution issues, the problem, I think. Um, of you mentioned specifically with the chips. Uh, I think the, the the thing that's in Xbox's favor is that they use the same across two. Um, of course, one's just got a few CUs disabled, uh, quite a few CUs disabled compared to its bigger brother. But um, across the board, it's it's much easier for Xbox to pump out two different units and, and kind of get them on shelves than it is for, for PlayStation who have... I, mean, I don't get me wrong, but... Has anybody seen the digital edition since it originally launched? Because I haven't seen any of them ever restocked. So a buddy of mine got one. <laughs> He's the only person I know. A buddy of mine got one uh, like two weeks ago. I don't know how. He got very lucky. But yeah, he did get I've one. I've never even seen them advertised as being back <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. G GameStop recently just uh, had like a like couple bundles with both the digital and uh, really uh, hard drive one. Yeah, They, they, they definitely seem even, pretty rare. Yeah, I know I was going to say Joe has it. one in the chat. I know Joe has one. Right there, baby. In the UK, they haven't even bothered. Oh, that's right. You did get one too, Dan. I yep. forgot. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. yeah. I, I wish I went digital only because it looks better. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> bump sticking out. Yeah, I've it. got the pregnancy yeah. bump on mine. Uh, yeah, that's, I don't... I wanted the digital edition, like, and I still do want the digital edition. But judging by the UK stock alerts, they're never, ever, ever going to be back on sale in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> never. It's only ever the disc version, so I might end up having to just grin and bear it. And, yeah, and deal with yeah the I think ugly, a lot of people did. Size. And by the way, Dano coming in hotter than us, only possible on the PS5 was all I needed to know that they were lying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Dan, where you at, man? You said you were coming in with bad takes or hot takes. Oh, yeah, this got, is my first bad take. So here's the thing. Everybody that's crying about this, shut up. <laughs> if you read the interview, like the first thing Jim Ryan says, right, is like, hey, we understand that PS4, there's like 125 million of them or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. That's the first thing he says in the interview. But you, everybody picks out this one little thing that says we believe in generations, but if you really get into the meat of that that quote, it's just, you know, yeah, we want the dual sense thing, you know, we want the new ray tracing, we want new graphics, you know, stuff like that. But we're not going to stop supporting the PS4 now. The GT7 thing, yes, you're a liar. That was <laughs> horseshit. That you shouldn't have done, and I hate you for it because, like you guys said, you know, you're developing for a specific console now. If, if anybody you know remembers, Sony likes money, um, so I'm pretty sure you know Horizon released in what 2017, something like that. And if yeah. you're telling me yes. that they were developing exclusively for the PS5 at that point, bullshit. Yeah, God of War was 2018, same thing. You know, I mean, I don't even know if these Sony devs got the dev kits, you know, before 2019. You know, so unless they were just sitting around with their thumbs up their ass for a year, you know, then 
yeah, this doesn't surprise me at all. They never actually said God of War was going to be on the it was going to be a PS5 exclusive. No, no, you it know? was just people assuming. No, the people just infer from that quote that this is like everything that we make from here on out was supposed to be on, you know, the PS5 yeah. only or it was supposed to be exclusive. We believe in generations. So does Xbox. You know, it's not like, you know, in two years, we're not going to start seeing these, you know, new games, you know, being developed specifically for the stronger hardware. And you you know you will. No, I mean, no, the fact of the matter is they're both doing the same approach. They just exactly talk about it differently. Yeah, and it, it's like, it's like <laughs> yeah. you've never seen a company shift gears all of a sudden, you know, and go, oh, hey, the pandemic hit. What do we do? You know? And even Jim Ryan even said he's like he's like yeah we you know conservatively we think maybe fifteen to twenty five million consoles. Let's say I mean we got those many that many out there. We still got a hundred million PS4 users. Obviously, we're going to develop for those things. Obviously, like this when this news hit, and then I just had seen that quote. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, this is crazy <laughs> to me. It's 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 more for people to have a talking point, and and that's it to me. It's it. it Maybe that's my first bad take, but I don't know. <laughs> you know, as far as the chip shortages and stuff goes, I mean, we we knew all that was going to happen. There's cars sitting in warehouses right now because they can't yep. get computers. Their computer, their onboard computer stuff, yeah, because of, right. you know, I mean, there's there's it's it's affecting everything. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I I think everybody needs to back off a little bit. Apart from and Nintendo, just, they're perfectly fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, how, how's they, Nintendo? They have their okay. own mind Nintendo, it's because Nintendo is using hardware from t- 2009. Really? That's why. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, but just spare parts laying in a warehouse. Yeah, there's just right. people with warehouses apart sitting out there that people don't want. Taking PS4s apart now and just like putting, you know, putting it in their heart. I don't know, man. It's just the whole thing doesn't bother me. Obviously, it doesn't bother any of us. You know, I have a the PS5. Worst, That's where I'm going to be playing on, right? Worst takes I've seen is again the the, the greatness that is Twitter. Um, <laughs> is, is people saying that they simultaneously intentionally designed for two consoles, but only intended to put out one version of it and then scrap the other version. That's yeah, a like, unique take. Yeah. yeah. Why why would they waste time and resources and development costs? On a PlayStation 4 version, they were never going to intend to put out. That's like, well, I, that just, is, I just made a loaf of bread that I'm gonna only going to eat the ends off of, and I'm throwing the rest of it away. So, <laughs> you know, that's, a, that's dumb. That's that's a bad take, Dan, right there. Well, <laughs> the ends, but... It was sourdough. It was kind of shitty, so I'm, yeah. I'm not going to lie about it. But no, I mean, you're right, Dutch. I mean, that's that's, that's dumb. I, that's what I, just drives me nuts about the whole thing, is that it's just used for fueling console wars, fueling stupid Twitter crap, and when in reality, you know, literally in the same interview, he's like, yeah, we're going to continue to support the PS4 for at least a year and a half, two years. I mean, that would be stupid not to. He, That's yeah. literally what he said. So, yeah. you know, and then just because he says, yeah, we believe in generations, a few paragraphs later, that doesn't necessarily mean that what everybody thinks it means, I think. You know, yeah. I think just people yeah. just infer things differently and, you know, they use it for whatever crap they need on Twitter. So, so God of War is the only one I'm semi disappointed about because I really wanted God of War to. to I would have loved to have seen it. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I would have loved to see all these PlayStation 5. Like, sorry, PS4 users, kiss my ass. I got one. So, <laughs> no, I would love to have PlayStation 5. Yeah, I don't even have one. I'm still on the Pro, but I wanted I wanted PlayStation 5, God of War to only be on that car. I wanted to yes. see it take advantage. But I it's would just. Love it. 
Just Man. unfortunate. Yeah. Dan, you bring up uh, you bring up an interesting point. Uh, hey, we got uh, a guest. Yeah, it's my it's my seven year old son. I don't What's know if you can. They're waving to you, buddy. Can I play? Uh, can you play Xbox today? Maybe later on. All right. <laughs> 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 if I told my son that they'd be like, "What did you just say?" Ask him yeah. if he's disappointed in the cross-gen approach. Yeah, I should ask him, do you believe in generations? <laughs> He'd be like, yeah. I just want to play a game, Dad, which is yeah. the mentality we should all have. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's funny. Uh, he, which is it, know, Roblox he, or Fortnite? Uh, no, he, he, he doesn't play uh, Roblox. He, uh, well, he does play a little bit of Fortnite, uh, but he, we have, uh, what is it? Um, I forget what game it is. Oh, oh, Minecraft. I don't know how I could forget that. We have Minecraft on Xbox, and that's what he typically plays. Yeah, Minecraft Dungeons, which actually is a really oh, good right. game. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, Dun- yeah, yeah Dungeons is fun, fun, yeah. So many yeah. expansions on that game now as well. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just ridiculous. There's like six expansions on it. Yeah. yeah I need to go yeah, back to it. I played nice. it at launch and kind of beat it, but they've added a lot to it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. But, uh, well, you know, to Dan's point about uh, what Jim Ryan said, he, Dan's right. Like, I think a lot of us... Because we we saw that we believe in generations, we kind of maybe glanced over what he was saying, um, and in you know corporate talk, you know he uh, Jim Ryan's a, a corporate guy, he's yes. a smooth talker as they say, you know, and he was probably telling the truth maybe, and just we just kind of maybe they give themselves a little bit of wiggle room to say we believe in generations. Well, well, yeah, I, I guess in, in in hindsight they 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 kind of do because we are getting a ratchet click, but at the same time, yeah, you know they're also they're still supporting PlayStation Four, so. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Jim maybe gave himself a little bit of wiggle room here um, and in and, and corporate talk, per se. But, um, you know, it, it, I think the the interesting thing is um, when I guess when's the cutoff point then for for PlayStation 4? Is it going to be after 2022? Um, because I I think at some point, I mean, like, Ains, I think you said this earlier, these are their two marquee franchises, mm-hmm. God of War and horizon forbidden west you got to imagine at some point though the other ones like uh you know there's going to be a sequel to ghost of Tsushima. sure we know ben, we know ben studios announcing a new ip yeah uh we know there's who there's probably gonna be an uncharted uh not an uncharted um a last of us part three um you know at some point there's got to be a cutoff i would imagine right i, I, I don't see them going oh, i was going to, to say they said they, were going, they said they were going to support ps4 for three to four years um, this is, here's, here's, however, here's a, oh, go ahead. Go no, I was going to say, on. I got the. He basically said, you know, we've always felt the responsibility to serve the PS4 community for several years after the launch of the PS5, and that it represented a huge business opportunity for us. The numbers are quite straightforward. If you say in broad brush figures that we have a community of 100 million PS4 owners right now, and in the first couple of years, I don't know, somewhere between 15 and 25 might migrate to the PS5. That still leaves us with a huge number of people with PS4s. And that community is demonstrating an amazing stickiness and willingness to stay engaged that I think the events of the past few months have just reinforced what we already knew. I think that's yeah. the pandemic That's what we part. touched on earlier. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's basically, he's basically saying, you know, yeah, obviously we're going to go to PS5. You but, you already summed it up, Dan. I know. Money. It's always money. Always money. <laughs> always. Like a, I yeah. think anything that was kind of in development or at least started development last year, has a potential to be cross-gen at the moment. I think anything that's only just kind of in the midst of starting full development cycle now, i.e. not releasing for three, two, three, four years, 
it, all the titles that are next gen only. And that's the thing that people have been taking um, laughing at Xbox for is the fact that these games that they have coming out in two, three, four years, i.e., Fable and Perfect Dark and Hellblade 2, etc., those are all games that are only on next generations and intentionally don't have release dates or release time zones at the moment because them games started development pretty late on. I mean, Hellblade has only just got back to doing mocap. So that's just yeah. kind of a heads up on that. That's that's a way out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah. are ways out. Um, See, that, that's I interesting because I didn't know, you know, I never even thought of it in that terminology where like the development part of it, you know, when you're developing specifically for that, you know, console, I guess, you know, like the PS5. So I appreciate the the knowledge that you guys are dropping here a little bit. <laughs> and <laughs> I think, you I know, what's kind of funny when I look at it too is this means that, you know, these games take years and years to release, right? Uh, when you're talking about your God of Wars, your uh, Halos, your all these big games. So this means that we're not going to see a dedicated Halo, God of War, Horizon, Gran Turismo, et cetera, on new hardware for several years, which is kind of crazy to think about um, because, wow. you know, <laughs> when, yeah, when you think about it that way, like you said, hopefully we get a ghost sequel and hopefully it's PS5 only. Um, whatever Ben's new IP is, obviously, as Dutch just kind of wrangled through some of them, and Microsoft has a ton in the works, we know, right? But even something like Starfield, right? You can't, uh, we're going to see Starfield next week. Uh, you have to imagine it's cross-gen. I mean, it's not going to be Series X and S only, right? So um, you just, all these titles in the next year plus, especially with the pandemic, I have to think are cross-gen. To to your original question, Enrique, I honestly think we're cross-gen into 2023 even uh, for some titles. I just see it that way. Because development, right, games are so delayed that even if development began, say, just six months ago, let's say late 2020, right? There's still that timing is pushed forward. So where we might've normally transitioned into fully being new gen only, say a year, year and a, 18 months after release, I think that's going to be pushed out even further. So. Yeah. You know, what's interesting too, Ains, uh, if you think about PlayStation 5, like they're dropping a lot of like exclusive content, like within yeah. year one that yeah. we typically do, we typically don't see at the launch of a console gen like i i i would think i would dare say i go back to um the launch of the sega dreamcast uh which had a very impressive launch line beautiful Uh, Beautiful. yeah i mean i i can't think of another time where uh even in the playstation like you know the 25 years of playstation history where they've had within a year i mean look you're gonna have you know assuming horizon because that's the other thing they said they're, they're pushing for horizon to release this year it sounds like we're trying to right yeah, yeah it sounds like it could go back to 2022 yeah. um but if it makes 2020 20, 2021 you have in in, in its year in, in the first year of playstation 5 you have uh you know uh, miles morales again i know it's cross-gen yeah. but i'm just thinking about exclusive content to sony yeah miles morales uh dark soul not dark souls demon souls remake demon souls, yeah. you have returnal you have uh ratchet and clank um, what Death else Luke. am I missing here? Death Loop, uh, which Kina. is a time to choose. Kina. Um, you have um, Destruction All Stars. So I won't mention that. No, That's no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, what, about, what about Sackboy? Is Sackboy not going to Yeah, Sackboy. You're right. Sackboy. Sackboy. Which, by the uh, way, go play it. Amazing game. Yeah. 
Yeah, sack boy. So I mean, that's pretty. That's a pretty impressive year one. Agree. Yeah, fully you know, agree. So yeah, I, I just. But I think we'll both see on on that note though. We'll both see these because because both of them are trying their best, their their level best to get these first party games done, but also get them done with quality. They're they're really going to be pushing, especially over these first two years, twenty one and twenty twenty two, for second party deals to get them kind of through those periods. So you'll yeah. see games released on both consoles that are exclusive to both consoles, but you won't see as many as you would do in a normal year, um, primarily just down to what is going on at the moment, of course, with development times and timescales being pushed back. Um, thankfully, there's a lot more second and third party studios than there are first party in the world, <laughs> far more. I mean, there's 7,000 game development studios in the world, so there's a lot more options for for Microsoft and PlayStation to, to reach out and get these timed or full exclusive second and third party offerings on their platforms to tide over gamers yeah. until these first party opportunities arrive. And PlayStation's <laughs> really good at that. Yeah. They're really I mean, good at kind of managing their lineup in terms of filling gaps with deals. Uh, yeah. I mean, we were already seeing it, right? So Final Fantasy just, VII Remake's another one. I was going to say, just as an example, I mean, Final Fantasy, I don't believe they end release dates f- for anything because Square Enix have never published games that quick in their life. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't believe release dates from them at all, ever. Um, but people might not know, Last of Us 2 developments actually started way back in 2013. That's a seven-year development cycle. So... These big games, these games that you love, aren't quick. Like, if there's a new The Last of Us remake or The Last of Us 3, that game is way out, and that's going to be an extra exclusive. That's simple as that. Yeah. Anything that was kind of began development last year, year before, that's cross-gen. That's cross-gen all day long. Exactly. Um, There's there's only a very limited amount of games that might have, for instance, started life on, like on... On the Xbox flight sim, which is physically impossible to get running on a, a small <laughs> one teraflop box, uh, that just wouldn't work. That yeah, wouldn't we were work. supposed to see that next week too on Series X, which would be cool. And S. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to address though, as we're on this conversation talking about this whole cross gen and and kind of new gen exclusives, I yeah. I see a lot of people say, and I I just want to nip it in the bud because it it seems weird to me. Have have any of you, now that you've gotten used to the PS5 and used to the Series X or S, have any of you tried to go back to prior gen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I use mine for streaming, and it's it's cumbersome. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So my where I was going was I've seen a lot of people say, oh, there it hasn't been worth buying the new systems for me because there's just not these huge exclusives that you know i think everyone expects like we're talking through right but it's like there's so many other quality of life features i am not going back like this is fully worth the investment to me just from the speed and ease of use and you know there are significant upgrades in some games i know dan and i've talked about valhalla before the difference between valhalla and the one x versus a series x is literally night and day Um, and there's a lot of games like that so even though we may not have this gigantic you know, Halo Infinite is Series X and S only. Um, there's still plenty of positives in owning the new systems. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I'd like to eat a little crow here and apologize to Ainge because I never, for one second, when the new Xbox controller came out, yeah, it was like the same damn thing. It doesn't look that much different. It feels basically the same. And it did until I went backwards yeah. and I grabbed an old 
Xbox controller. Night and I was like, day, what the it? hell is this? Yeah, this is garbage. It, it feels like it's a feather, and it's so <laughs> much different. Like, just I was like, how can this be that different? Because going from that to the new one, I was like, oh, this feels exactly the same. Going yeah. backwards, yeah. Not, I mean, it's like I can't even. Yeah, I've got you know thirty controllers that I'm gonna have to throw away because I'm never gonna use. Them. <laughs> it is gosh. very different. It, it. I think we all thought it was gonna be pretty much the same because when yeah. you just saw the pictures of it and stuff, you're like, ah, what? You know, it's got a share button. Okay, cool. Um, but uh, no, it's it feels a lot different. It, I really love it. I yeah, can't, I can't wait till they do the um, design lab again. Yeah, yes. yeah, I'm ready for that yes. too. Yeah. Not long. Yeah, I, I think that could very well uh, kind of. Uh, talk about that at or around E3. Um, yeah. I think that should be almost ready now. It was originally meant to be back open again at the beginning part of the year. Exactly. Again, again, you've got to talk. That's the supply chain. That was yeah. the hardest part. Of course, speaking to Gabby, who set that up in the first place, supply chain's the most difficult part of doing design labs, not yeah. choosing the colors and the options. Of course. Yeah, that's the easy <laughs> part, no doubt. Yeah. yeah, Eric in the house. By the way, Eric asked us what we, why we have Enrique on here, and I told him to come get his boy. I don't know why he's here. So <laughs> I snuck in. He's just snuck in the back door. I there, snuck in. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people agree with the quality of life improvements here. No, no oh, doubt, it's, uh, it's night and day. Yeah, so. yeah, we we we've been enjoying those higher frames on PC for some time though, ain't? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> um. Don't get if Carl's still in the chat. Don't get him started. I have this debate with him every day in uh in our SG chat. Is he um, a PC gamer or? Uh, well, he supports everything, but yeah, I mean, okay. he's, he's yeah PC, and he's got his daughter into PC now. And funny enough, my son, my my soon to be sixteen year old, uh, I helped him build his first PC for Christmas. Oh, uh, nice. Okay. Yeah, That's and awesome. so he's got that, and I just I bought him like a couple months ago a uh, uh, hundred forty four uh you know Hertz monitor, and I showed yeah. him how to set up the games for the higher frame rates and stuff. So he just. He lives on it, man. He loves it. So oh, it's great. My my uh, my eleven year old plays. Uh, it's funny. He was playing Forza uh, Horizon on the Series X through Game Pass. Yeah, and I was like, hey, why don't you try playing it on PC? Um, and he's playing it on P. And he won't go back to the Series X version <laughs> because of the what one twenty support. The one twenty and you know the higher uh, uh, the higher graphic settings. Okay, you know, I'm playing like I'm playing like uh, I play at 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 fourteen forty p, but at ultra. That's what like, I do too. That's yeah, what I like one twenty, you know. So he like he he was like, oh my, like I to see his face is it's, it's priceless, right? When the kids see it, like when you see the kids react, like no doubt. He, he sat down here where I'm sitting, and he's like, oh, he's like, oh wow. I was like, do you notice the difference? He goes, yeah. <laughs> and he hasn't gone back. He hasn't gone back. So no, that's a sweet spot, man. I've got the you know I'm sitting in front of it right here, the 34 inch you know ultra wide and 1440p. At 120 plus frames, that's a sweet spot. It's I'll a nice sweet spot. Yeah, yeah I love it. Yeah, love it. Although you know, PC still gives me a headache every other day. So well, yeah, I'll... yeah. I had, a, <laughs> I had a driver update last night, and it kind of messed messed up my audio. It was the it was a video driver update. Yeah, and <laughs> I was like, come on. <laughs> but uh, it is a lot. I was talking to Carl about this, and he's still in the chat, by the way. But it, it, no matter what, right? It's 20 times easier to game on PC today than it was. 10, oh 15, yeah, absolutely. When we used to have to, I was telling Carl, I, I still remember installing my first Nick card so I could play Ultima online, you know. And I've got my PC pulled apart and trying to connect my modem into, you know, the phone line. And Jesus, man, it was a disaster back then. It was, oh, man. You, you, you had to be like a like tech guru almost to like pretty much. Yeah, yeah you had and, to. And, and Google wasn't around. So. No, there's no Google. <laughs> no. Yeah, there's no Google. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. 
Um, still, ask, still ask Jeeves at that point, wasn't it? Ask yeah, it, ask Jeeves, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, so PlayStation, we kind of mentioned it, right? Um, sticking on them for, for a second. Uh, Bend is developing a new IP. So if you somehow missed this news, uh, Days Gone, which has kind of surged a little bit in popularity due to releasing on PC, um, they did not approve the sequel. So that game uh, is going to be a standalone that kind of lives with its cult following for a while. But um, Bend is working on a new IP, they announced this week. So no real details on what that is. But, you know, I guess we'll see what they can make. Uh, the interesting thing about this, like we were just talking about, is that uh, it took them how long to make um, Days Gone? Like six years? Uh, I mean, it took them a very long time. And the game, you know, launched in pretty poor shape. That's why some of the reviews were lower for Dan, you had that experience. You reviewed it for us. In fact, I think you gave it a seven, all jokes aside. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you did. Just, yeah, uh, it's just easier. <laughs> I probably agree on that score anyway. To be honest. I think the game was, it was good. Um, story was okay. Um, gameplay was okay. I mean, it didn't do anything to excel. That I'm thing. with you 100%. That game is a solid six to seven for me. Uh, was, Horizon, Horizon and like, God of War were mine. My loves yeah. from, yeah. from the I'm the only one on the panel then. If I had to give it a number, I would have given it an eight. Uh, uh, days I, gone. Yeah, days gone. Yeah. I would have done uh, that I, now. Like going yeah. back to see what it's actually like. Like right now, it's it's probably an eight. I think there's they they crushed a lot of the bugs, did a lot of awesome updates. So yeah. It, what, it, it what wasn't a, go ahead. Sorry, I'm I was just saying, was it a perfect game? Uh, yeah, like to, to to Dutch's point, some of the combat was kind of like eh, it didn't really do anything to move the needle. Yeah, but for me, what what was why I gave it an eight was because of the characters in the game, the main protagonist. Um, the the uh, I did really enjoy the story. You know, looking for Sarah, um, and it can't, it, it gave me that I don't want to say science fiction, but it gave me that kind of like sci fi vibe with this apocalypse and. You know, you have you have uh, Nero. You have this government entity that's kind of like watching everyone. So the game really like it, it, like I really got very involved into the world, like sucked in because I wanted to figure out what was going on with Nero. And then you find out that this game actually takes place in the the world of Siphon Filter, which is like if you played Siphon, Siphon Filter in the old play, uh, the original PlayStation, yeah. uh, was one of my favorite games. One name bring back, by the way. Yeah, and and so you know. Uh, but you know, it, it did. It, it didn't do anything. I think like Dutch brought up a great point. It didn't do anything to move the needle in terms of combat. Uh, the the gun shooting wasn't great. I would say it was very average at best. Um, the melee combat was probably a little more satisfying because you would feel the weight on the impact if you're hitting people with like pipes or machetes or whatever the case is. Um, but my big it, thing it, was the the world design. Like it, it 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 pretended to be open world, but it wasn't. It wasn't, um, yeah. And that, that drives me nuts. Either be open world or be linear. Don't do this thing where you look like you're open world, but to get places, you have to take very specific paths. That's very, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, 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 again, I gave it eight because of just the characters. I thought the characters were very memorable for me. Um, although Deacon St. John, I wasn't a fan of his name. I felt like he sounded like a porn star. Um, <laughs> it was know, a very, very cliche name. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. like, and, and, and there was some cringe dialogue there yeah. when she's yes. like, uh, when they got married, she's like, ride me to the sunset. I, whatever she said to him, you know, it's like, ride, a bike like ride, ride my bike or ride your bike. Yeah, yeah. Like that, you know, I was like, right? I was like, oh, that's kind of cheesy, but okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, yeah. I just, I, I, I wish Sony would green light it. I think there's, you know, it's really cool. There's a petition out there. I think it got up to like a hundred thousand um, 
signatures I mean, or something. Yeah, it's not completely dead in the water. I think it, uh, on this thing, they just said, we can't justify it right now. Um, and I think the developers have said, they'll never say never, it might happen again in the future, but yeah, right yeah. now Sony haven't given the nod. See, yeah. did, didn't, we're, we're, I thought they moved that team to help Naughty, Naughty Dog. Dog. That's, right? that's what that they was, said a few right. weeks ago, and then they came out this week and said they're working on a new IP. Well, that was was it was it was that ever confirmed by Sony, or was that just so? It could also be that they've just took a chunk of their of their development team, like a small a small sub team, should we say, to to help develop because we've got a lot of teams specifically at um, Xbox that do exactly exactly that. You've got some sub teams that that intentionally go out from the likes yeah. of Coalition to help three four three. Again, wrap up their games or finish their games, etc. It it happens quite a lot, to be honest. I think that's probably the quote that's potentially been taken out of context. Oh, and that's mm. I know Schreier, to your point, Dan, where you're going with that. Schreier is the one that kind of reported that, right? right. The fallout from that. And uh, some of the developers from those studios spoke back and said, This is this is not accurate. Yeah. So that's yeah. shocking. Yeah. Shocking. Well, shocking. Yeah, I know. But. Well, yeah, I think I think what happened too was um, I think some of the leadership at Ben Studios is also vocal against having a lot of their um, like teams to go out and help. Um, again, this is according I think Jason Schreier, where they were they, the leadership was vocal where they wanted they didn't want their teams to be focusing on Naughty Dog related projects. They didn't want to become like Naughty Dog North per se. Um, yeah, I think that's a support studio. Yeah, support studio. Yeah. yeah. So um so I think after that happened, that's when they were kind of able to like do whatever they're doing now or didn't have to necessarily support uh, Naughty Dog the way they yeah. were. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm happy to hear they're working on a new IP. So I hope it I hope they do well with it. Um yeah. couple comments I want to get to real quick. Vogel, I know Vogel just said he has to take off, but he said, I'm doing that for my 15-year-old son this year. I'm gonna build him his PC, have him help. He's into gaming and tech like me. He's my mini me. That's pretty much my situation. My son's my little clone. Um, <laughs> uh, hair off as well, though. <laughs> no, that's the only thing that's different is he has very long hair. He hasn't cut it in like three years, so it's. Way does, he got, does he got like a beard and everything going to AIDS? Or... <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe one day. Yeah. Uh, Jay Ready wants you to eat a banana, Dan. Uh, I, uh, so get yeah. on that. I'm not potassium, Dan. This week, not this week. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but let's um. Back on uh, Horizon real quick. So Horizon, we got additional details this week thanks to uh, some uh, exclusive coverage by IGN and a couple other comments by um, uh, some of the development team there. So they did confirm, by the way, because another thing that came out after the showing was that it was a 30 frame per second showing, which who cares? Uh, they already confirmed it's supporting a 60 FPS mode as well, which anyone knew that was coming, right? So yep. here's the details on, well, that we know so far about uh, Forbidden West. The world is larger than Zero Dawn, but only slightly. The focus is more on density and providing players with more to find and interact with uh, in those uh, areas. Free climbing. For it. Sorry? I, said, I was going to say, I think that's the best move for it, because I think there's a lot of the complaints about yeah. Horizon 1 was that the world was big, but there wasn't much in it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I adore it, but yeah, there was a, not a ton going on there in a lot of parts. Um, so that's good. Uh, free climbing, obviously, the other thing about Horizon that it kind of caught flack for, I think partially because it launched at the same time as uh, Breath of the Wild. But free climbing is now enabled in nearly all areas of the world. They said outside of just some combat scenarios or settlements, uh, many different biomes to discover, uh, more than Zero Dawn. 
the underwater areas are larger and more dense than people may expect. They kind of alluded to, uh, here's a quote from a game director. He said, exploration is the theme here. It's not just enough for us to show underwater. We wanted to make sure that it's every bit as beautiful as you see in the natural world above you. Um, and that you wanted to do, oh, we wanted to do things that were really surprising and interesting. Um, so sounds like there's more to the whole underwater thing than uh, people may think. And then a um, couple other uh, tidbits here. You can focus on human enemies now as well, not just the, the dinos or whatever you want to call them, uh, because the human enemies now have armor as well, and you can chip that off. You remember like you used to do with the machines. Uh, there's an entirely new melee system with combos as well, like an action game. Uh, workbench system for upgrades, and a completely overhauled and new skill tree system as well. So uh, sounds this sounds right up my alley, guys. Uh, Horizon... Yeah. Probably my favorite new IP from PlayStation last gen. Adored the game. Uh, I cannot wait to see what this one is going to be like and uh, whether it comes in late 2021 or early 2022, whenever uh, I'm all in on this one. Yep. Completely agree. Uh, like I was mentioning there, it's, it's good to hear that they're focusing more on on putting more into the world because the it was one of my complaints about that game as well. Is you, you tend to find, even though there was a lot of things to kill in the wild, beyond kind of going past these giant mechanical beasts that you either wanted to run away with or got bored of interacting with. <laughs> you just went from A to B to get to the next story point um, or whatever you were doing. But in terms of actually finding anything within those worlds, a lot of it just felt like empty, wasted space. Um, and I think if, if they're looking at kind of actually filling that up and putting more into it and putting more activities there or more things to interact with... Etc. That's that's great news. I, I wasn't. I didn't have another chance to look at that interview. So that's that's great to hear that they're doing that as opposed to let's just make it extremely large and make the, the Ubisoft approach. Yeah, uh, <laughs> really big. Um, yeah, yeah. It was nice. We kind of summed up all these details on the site in, in one article because it was taken from a bunch of sources. But uh, yeah, all these details I just love, and I, I completely agree with you that. Um, the density matters, and I think we touched on last week, right? Some of the side missions in Horizon were kind of goofy. You know, they were they felt like filler content, which you get in a lot of open world games. But yeah. uh, hopefully, they have you know they can spend some more time on that one, on this one. I mean, yeah, most definitely. And the workbench thing sounds awesome as well. Um, yeah. Of course, the first thing I pointed when I was watching the reveal trailer was that awesome staff now, where yeah, it kind of has all the the new modes and attachments and things. That that looks awesome. Yeah. Um, but if they've got, I mean, have they alluded to whether or not the workbench is just upgrading the staff, or can you upgrade armor and can you upgrade say. the bow? I, I have to, I have to imagine it would be probably all your different weapons because I, I couldn't see them developing a workbench system for one weapon. But I could yeah. be wrong, of course. So, um, Enrique, were you big on Horizon? Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it, but I think one of my complaints was that it, at times it was like. The world was too large and there wasn't enough to do per se like it was trying to be large for the sake of being large i heard you mention assassin's creed like that's one of the issues i have with assassin's creed sometimes and plus assassin's creed tends to mess with my uh my gaming add where things a little become too overwhelming for me but um <laughs> but no i mean it's uh you know some of these like what i call like quality of life improvements are it's nice to hear that, that they're addressing some of those issues um the other thing that that really stood out to me also was uh, at least from the uh, gameplay footage that we saw was the improved melee combat because yeah. that to me was a, a, a pretty big weak point in the game. Um, but everything you just mentioned, I mean, you know, uh, 
you know, I mean, obviously I was excited going into this game. Um, and just to hear some of these quality of life improvements, I'm all for like, if, if the world is more alive per se, there's more activities to do. I'm all for it. Even the gameplay footage, I noticed that the world seemed a little more alive. And I think that part, man. yeah, it did. Yeah. God. There's a lot, there's more foliage, I guess. Is that what it's called? Foliage? Foliage. Yeah. Foliage. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so a lot of that. Um, and, um, you know, I just, um, I, I, my, <laughs> My only concern with uh, with Gorilla Games, and I and this is my, I have a little bit of, uh, um, I guess I don't know if you want to say bad memories per se with 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 Gorilla, but remember like Killzone, like I think it was Killzone Two, which was like really good, and then Killzone Three came out, it wasn't. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, I, I hope that's not the case. Fan, but yeah, uh, yeah, I hope that's not the case with this game. <laughs> you know, like. Uh, I, I shouldn't say that, but I I just had this thing with Gorilla for some reason where like like the Kill Zone, the first Kill Zone was kind of like, eh, and then Kill Zone Two was like, oh yeah, they got it, and then when Kill Zone Three was announced, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great, and then it wasn't as good as Kill Zone Two, so I, I just I, that's 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 a brat problem, but uh, it's where the where where developers uh, try to do too much or change too much, and they kind of miss the mark. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. what you're referring to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't think that's going to be the case here, but it's just that's that's just a thing I have with Gorilla Games. So, yeah. but I'm, I'm I'm excited. That'll be Horizon Three. Yeah, that'll be Horizon <laughs> Three exactly. Uh, Dan, I know you like Horizon as well, right? Yeah. I mean, you're in the same boat, pretty much, as what we're talking about. Yeah, man. I mean, everything sounds good. Let's just see it. Let's just make sure it comes out this year. You know, I'm still waiting to see that. Give me a release date, and that's it. I'm in Everything. the I, I'm in the minority camp. I think I don't want it to come out this year because yeah. Halo's coming out this year, and I yeah, it's, simply it's, won't have time for it's Horizon. It's going to be a minefield, still, yeah, and yeah. Battlefield for that matter too. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. So February, you, if you're listening, Gorilla or Herman <laughs> or Lion Jim Ryan. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Jim Ryan, <laughs> any of hey, you guys? Uh, if February. Jim Ryan says if Jim Ryan says it's coming out this fall, we know he's lying. So yeah. <laughs> it's going to be on the PS6. <laughs> cross gen, cross-gen ps5 yeah. ps6 yeah. no cross-gen they're all three ps4 yeah. five and six yeah you're good excellent <laughs> so let's uh let's jump over to start talking about a little bit about um e3 summer game fest uh and we'll kind of segue by talking about playstation in re- in relation to that because playstation is a partner for summer game fest um you know they're listed on the official partners which means obviously they should have something to show. But what I was kind of finding interesting is as I was, we developed a, um, by the way, if you need a reference for uh, all the dates and times of the different conferences and events for the next like week and a half, we have a, a whole summary on the site. So you can find that on there. But as I was doing that and kind of developing that, I realized that PlayStation, they don't have anything scheduled. There's literally nothing on the calendar from PlayStation for this kind of next week and a half, two weeks of events, including anything during Summer Game Fest. Um, so went through the whole schedule, couldn't find anything. Obviously, the Square Enix conference is like all-time PlayStation exclusive. So that's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, going to be a big thing for them. But it, is it weird that we haven't heard from PlayStation directly about anything during this time of the year? Or, I mean, I at least expected a state of play sometime in the vicinity of e3 if even if it wasn't associated but if they're a partner to summer game fest wouldn't you expect something from them no <laughs> no you think i mean they're paying money they're paying it's, summer game fest to be a only, partner. only because it's playstation they like they like to just do things when they want to do things sure they're, they're literally like unlike 
I would I would say more than Nintendo route where people could literally just be at them day after day after day. Give us a treehouse, give us this, give us this, give us a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. And they just don't listen. They're just like, no, we'll just when we're ready to show, that's when we'll put the date up and not before. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so normally I, I'm one hundred percent with you in that Sony can decide to do a show or a presentation or whatever, whenever they want, right? And people will show up. They always do, for good reason. Mm-hmm. But I'm just confused about the fact that they've partnered with Summer Game Fest but don't have anything on the calendar. Yeah, I think I think it might be a case of they've, they're showing some titles at a particular showcase, but not entirely having their own showcase. Kind of mix throughout, maybe? Yeah. I think yeah. a few titles that they've got that will be showing off. Potentially, they might even just be given, or at least throwing Jeff a bone on this one and giving them a few, uh, a few, kind of games we already know of, but given potential either release dates or in, more information or expansions or next gen enhancement trailers or something like that. It could, I think it'll be something not not massive. You um, might have one potentially one big announcement from PlayStation, but I think it, it's not going to be. A PlayStation showcase, as it were. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. More just throwing throw them a bit, a few things. Here you go. You do what these, <laughs> as you as you please. <laughs> Put them in your show. Yeah. So so. <laughs> Welcome, and he says, "Man, great to be here with forty-year-old gamers." Uh, Wandering Dutch could be younger. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think the three of us just got called old guys, but yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's fair. Enrique, where are you over here around PlayStation? What do you expect from them over these next two weeks? you expect anything from them over the next two weeks? Uh, I, I don't expect anything, to be honest with you. I, I think Dutch brings up a great point, though, about them maybe sprinkling some things that are, like, tied to PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, but I don't I don't see them doing any kind of uh, state of play. I, You know, they, they, they just did a state of play with um, uh, Horizon, Horizon, right? Yeah. And then, you know, is, you know uh, Ratchet and Clank comes out. Mm-hmm the weekend that E3 kicks off. So, I mean, you know, they're going to be in the, they're going to be in the conversation. Yeah. Um, They're just, you know, like Nintendo, they're just going to do what, what they want to do when they feel like it's, it's right for them to do it, you know? And uh, unfortunately as gamers, we're going to have to wait. I don't want to wait. I think it sucks that Sony's not at E3 anymore. Um, And because I, I, I want to see what else maybe they have, uh, you know, in the pipeline. Um, and what are the plans they have for the PlayStation 5 console in terms of like things like the expandable storage, you know, things that uh, Cerny talked about that we're still waiting on, feature sets that we're still waiting on uh, for that console. But um, I don't, uh, yeah, it, it, it's kind of odd, like you said, Ains, like that they would, um, you know, spend money on on sponsoring something or, or having their name associated with the uh, Summer's Games Fest. But, um, but even that, I think, is just for them to say, hey, we're here, you know, like just get the PlayStation name out there. Yeah. Uh, much like they do, like just if you branding. watch, yeah, if you watch like football overseas, you'll see like PlayStation, you know, <laughs> of PlayStation course, yeah. yeah, yeah, right there on the pitch. I mean, it's, um, I, so I think it's more of that, but I, I wouldn't be surprised though. Uh, so something interesting came up, um, with Elden Ring. Uh, I don't know if you, if you guys followed Je- uh, uh, something Jeff about him saying, uh, Keely had something with Elden Ring for Summer Game Fest, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the gameplay reveal for it. Got the gameplay, yeah. And what's interesting is that we know that um, Microsoft apparently was supposed to have the marketing deal. Yeah. So it's kind of odd. I was talking to Grub um, on DM. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, this does seem odd. He's like, yeah. He's like, it's just, 
because something may have happened or something. So I wonder, I wonder <clears throat> again, this is a, this might be a, 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 a bad take per se, or maybe a hot take, but um, Dan raised his hands. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give a Brad bad take here. Uh, maybe, maybe Sony has wrestled that away somehow um, from Microsoft. Could, I was going to say it could be because we've seen, I've seen this in the past as well, where Microsoft has had the, um, the rights for a particular game. And then the game is being shown at other places first, but only small snippets. And then it says, for the full gameplay reveal, tune into X. And that's that's happened a couple of times in the past. I think Battlefield potentially was the last one that did that for the full mm-hmm. for the full gameplay reveal, tune into the Xbox conference. And yeah. then like a couple of hours later, it, again, you see the extended gameplay reveal as opposed to like this short kind of uh, kind of two minute sequence. You, you get like 10 minutes or something like that. So it could, it could just be that they could. For, you might have you might have got the initial announcement away from it again. But on your point, it could be that wrestling thing that maybe they thought right. Okay, well, since they have Bethesda on their on their books now, and they've got a, a wealth of these unannounced IPs through the the other kind of studios at Bethesda, uh, we should kind of try and put the foot down and maybe wrestle that away, offer them a little bit more, and get those rights across. But it'd be a big one for him. I mean, I'll say what you will. I mean, from, when From Software drops a new game now, people take notice. I mean, they've oh, earned yeah. that. They've earned that that right. It's going to sell millions. Um, yeah, and we got to uh, remember, Sony just invested in uh, From Software's parent company too. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's small, but they did. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Again, I, I don't know how much you know influence maybe Sony might have with that investment. It just, I guess, the point is, it's something. Something odd has happened. Like it just doesn't make at least to me, it doesn't make sense that with that game being associated with some kind of marketing deal with Microsoft, that it's not appearing at Microsoft show first. Yeah. And then now Jeff Keeley has it. So um and look, and, I mean, unless it's gonna be one of those summer game fest Xbox things, because Xbox even though they yeah, have that's a true. Yeah, there yeah. as well, you're right. They are partnered true, with yeah. Summer Game Fest as well. So they're yeah, doing true. like a two tiered approach. So who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Because I have to imagine, right? That it's strange, though, that Xbox would class that as not 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 big news. Because I would assume that the stuff well, that's yeah, a good point, Game Fest is, Well, what is, I was going to say is that remember that when you when they do world premieres on uh, the video game awards, right, or Summer Game Fest here that Keeley obviously manages, those are paid agreements as well. So it could very well be that you know Xbox does still have it, and it's just thinking, okay, we can show this at Summer Game Fest. It's still going to get the spotlight. Um, but it's just more money, you know, whether it be for From or for Xbox. I don't know. I guess we'll find out in a week. <laughs> we'll find out in a week, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be happy to see it because Elden Ring, uh, assuming when it's is, what we when think is the, it is. the actual sh- the official showcase for Summer Games Fest? Like, when is that? Because obviously, we've got Xbox on the 13th, Summer G- uh, Games Fest starts on the 10th, which is Thursday. So when is it that they're having their own they're, specific? They're, they're, it's like a, it's a, a wealth of events. There's not one showcase for Summer yeah. Game Fest. Yeah. So if you, like I said, you go on the site, it kicks off, like you said, Thursday, June 10th, but then it's like a whole bunch of different companies that are working through. One I, thing I, I do find funny, I was going to say one thing I do find funny about this whole Summer Games Fest E3 thing is that they're both trying to claim both conferences. Like they're all just like, yeah, yeah, look, watch it at Summer Games Fest. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. well, you can watch it at ours. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Bandai Namco, right, who should be the publisher, right, for 
unless Xbox or PlayStation are publishing, but for uh, for Elden Ring is Tuesday, June 15th, right after Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So who knows if we will wait till then. I get, again, we'll find out soon. What I was going to say is if Elden Ring is what we think it is, which is the next game kind of in the Souls vein, uh, this will immediately jump to my top three most wanted games. Uh, probably right up there with Halo and Horizon. Because... Um, I don't know about you guys. I know Dan's not a Souls fan. Are either of you guys Souls fans? Okay, so we're we're two, two for two. <laughs> two Bloodborne's the goat. <laughs> um, but Bloodborne, you said? Yeah, Bloodborne. I love Bloodborne. <sighs> so good. Oh, I love it too. I love it too. But Dark Souls yeah. Three is. It, oh, Dark Souls Three is great. Dark Souls Three is great. But. Joe and I just joked about this the other day. And by the way, he's calling us old. Um, Joe, I'm gonna need you to uh, get back in daycare. I don't think you're supposed to be chatting online. All right, thank you. <laughs> yeah. You got to try to laptops. It's dangerous. Yeah. Mr. Badman has to ask permission uh, before he streams live. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, are you over 18? And he has to click like, oh, yeah. mom, dad, dad mom. what's the code for YouTube again? I got to stream. <laughs> Oh, man. And then, Carl, this is one I don't know about you guys. Me and Carl talk about, like, on a weekly basis is we hope Resistance comes back um, oh my God, in some great. form from Insomniac and PlayStation. I just I adore that franchise. I, I liked Resistance way more than I liked Killzone, personally. I feel, I feel I sorry too. for Insomniac. So much pressure on their shoulders. I mean, they've I only know. released three games this year. <laughs> yeah, I know. Come on. Get to it. Come on. We yeah. need Spider-Man 2. We need Resistance. Come on. Get, get to work. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I actually, speaking of Insomniac, I actually think they're probably Sony's most talented development studio. Oh, 100%. They're amazing. Yeah. yeah. They're and, amazing. and the thing is with them, right, not only not only do they have great IP, they deliver on the quality aspect, right? They deliver quality games. But they're also just, like, genuinely a good studio, too. Like, if you listen to their leadership and you listen to their directors and uh, they're just good people doing good work. And, yeah, you love to see it. How, how PlayStation bought them for the money they bought them for, I have no idea. I, don't I, know. I was just about to say that. That's I like, know. I mean, 200, what, 250 million? It was like 260 or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's like, you know, it's like a you know drop in the bucket. I mean, it's, it's I was shocked. It was nothing. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, anyway, going back through the schedule, I know we haven't talked about it with you guys. Um, <clears throat> so let's go ahead and talk about the big ones, right? So Ubisoft. We know we're going to get Far Cry 6. We know that's an October 7th release date now, right? We know we're going to get Riders Republic. Um, we know. I had that we... pre ordered, and I was expecting that game to come out. What was it last year? And it got pushed back, <laughs> and then it in, an indefinite, indefinite yeah. pushback? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, so did Far Cry at the time. It was an indefinite pushback, right? Skull and Bones, we haven't seen in two years. I think yep. they're redesigning that game. Um, I was talking to Luke and Joe the other day on our other show that, uh, wouldn't surprise me if we at least see a tease for Skull and Bones, whatever the new thing is, but they don't think so. So I don't know what you guys think about that. I literally played that game two years ago. Um, so it's just crazy to me that even if they're kind of redesigning some core aspects of it, that we don't see anything on it uh, still at this point. It is. It's, it is wild. It is wild. I don't understand why Riders Republic was pushed back either. Right? That was a gameplay like trailer they showed off there as yeah, well. Yeah, it was a it gameplay trailer. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, even it was CGI. Game. That was actual gameplay. <laughs> no. Well, and it's and built it, off of Steep. Like, Steep was the predecessor to this, right? That kind of, like, X-game style or, you know, yeah. extreme sports style. 
So, yeah. but I, I think I'm one of the few people I joked about this the other day. I'm really excited for that game. I like it. Yeah, me too. Like, really? Oh, okay. I loved Steep, but the problem was is, is nobody else was playing it. <laughs> it didn't so well. No, it didn't. But uh, so, what do you guys think from Ubisoft? Is there anything you hope to see? I mean, Splinter Cell is always the ongoing joke, Splinter right? Cell. But <laughs> do you think you do you think we're actually going to see it? No, we're not. We're not because they're they, look they're doubling down um, on you know open world games now. Like I think they said that at their the last uh, investor call or something. They said they're going to focus more on those big open world games. We know they're going to take a stab at you know a free to play game. They already did. I forget the free to play game that they they put out that wasn't really that good or well received. Uh, they're going to take another stab at that. But you know I don't see them. Um, I, I, as much as I want Splinter Cell, I just don't see how the Splinter Cell universe fits into. Uh, what Ubisoft's trying to do, uh, which is a shame because, uh, like you said earlier, the stealth genre has kind of dried up a little bit. There's not yep. that many stealth games out right now. Um, I think, I think personally, and, and what do I know, but I think that if they released a uh, Splinter Cell game, it'd probably do very well, you know. Um, in my opinion, I think it would. I, and, and you know, like, I know people like I mean, Hit- talk Hitman a lot still about... Hitman does well. Hitman still yeah, does well. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, yeah I mean, why, why, why not do like what, uh, you know, what uh, IO Interactive did with, uh, you know, Hitman, do like a Sam Fisher kind of episodic type thing, right? Yeah. I don't know. But uh, but I am looking forward to Far Cry 6. That's probably the one game out of Ubisoft uh, that I want to see a little bit more of because that, that looks actually, that has me intrigued. And I haven't been intrigued by Far Cry in quite some time, probably since 2. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm excited for it. Uh, I, I look at those games as stupid fun. Um, you know, I don't expect anything life-changing from them, but um, if, hopefully they get the narrative with this right. Dan and I have joked about it with Juan Carlo Esposito, man. Please utilize him. Have some good writing. Have some good so. dialogue. You know, have a good story. So. so hope so. Um, this one looked a lot more just cause to me. That's what I said. I said it looks like a first-person just cause. Like they're, it does, yeah. they're playing into that craziness aspect, right? Where 100%. it's just all hell breaks loose. Yeah, hundred percent. Some absolutely crazy <laughs> weapons, like a, a rocket launcher backpack, and like <laughs> that, that thing isn't a physical possibility. Imagine trying to launch <laughs> rocket launchers off your back; you'd be Listen, in the floor. Don't, don't, don't come out here, Dutch, and start you know destroying my my dreams and my hopes. You know, I was really gonna start working on something like that here soon, and you know, I would love to see that. I'll it would be my yeah. Time. Yeah, and that would be my last. We'll put it on host. <laughs> That's a damn bad tick. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh let me get the super chat from Mo in the house. What's going on, Mo? My sons, hope you boys and panelists have a great rest of the show. Cheers to everyone in the chat watching. Hashtag free Sam Fisher. Mm-hmm. No doubt, man. It just seems I mean they would sell you have to imagine they would sell a few million copies of that game yeah. just on name alone. Like, I mean, just I mean, because it's back. You know, if with with Microsoft having, you know, some of their first party stuff years out. Like that's a game that Phil Spencer should be like Ubisoft. I, we're gonna fund the game. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna give you the money to make this game. Drop it in Game Pass day and date. Like that would be huge, huge. What? No doubt. And or, and we joked earlier, or not joked, we stated earlier with PlayStation making so many kind of second and t- second party and time deals. Um, you could see them do something like that as well. Um, yeah, that that would be like megaton announcement if like Microsoft got that. Like yeah. Sam Fisher. Because Absolutely. you got to remember, Sam Fisher started off on the OG Xbox. Sure did. As a time sure exclusive. Yeah. Which at the time, I mean, I'm not a huge Metal Gear Solid fan, but it, the debate at the time was did Splinter Cell just top Metal Gear Solid? Uh, two Was it two at the time on the PS2? I'm trying to remember. It was, uh, yeah, it was two. 
Yeah. 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 Um, I always thought it was better, but that's just me. <laughs> uh, you know what, Ains? I'm with you. I, I actually like the stealth. And then and then when Pandora Tomorrow came out, like, wow. Was, yeah. it, was that the second one, Pandora Tomorrow, or was that Chaos Theory? I don't remember. No, I think you're right. And no, then Spies, I, I don't know. I don't know. Chat and can Spies tell versus Mercs? Sean will know because I'm sure Spies versus Mercs? through the trilogy. Yeah. Say it again. <laughs> Sean will know because he's just finished playing through the trilogy. Oh, I was going to say, he's got his darn uh, avatar with Sam Fisher right there. Yep. Or himself <laughs> with the, the night goggles on. <laughs> yeah, they just they just have to bring if they do it they have to bring back michael ironside though of course yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a requirement no doubt yeah elo in the house what's up brother he said by the way Ains, how on earth can horizon be one of your favorite games yet you despise monster hunter so much it makes no sense to me because mm-hmm. horizon's fun to yeah, play and so monster different. hunter is not yeah. so it's different. not really that complicated yeah. it's so on, different so even <laughs> even as a monster hunter fan i can't even yeah I because i mean you. you know you don't want to mess around with this clunky ass controls and terrible dan, design i get crazy dan just gave that comment a seven i mean yeah that, that was, <laughs> i can't even give him that yeah that's high come on <laughs> that's, that's high that's the pinnacle like eight <laughs> is lower than seven in my in my in my rating scale by the way uh mo got us pandora tomorrow second chaos here third there you go yeah Okay, cool. Yeah, with spies, Mercs, and Pandora. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, spies, Mercs was incredible. Xbox Live, I remember that. Oh of my god! Of course, man. Those are the old Xbox Live days. Yeah, yeah. I want them to get back to uh, original, um, original Ghost Recon as well. Oh, old this school Ghost Recon. Yeah, great. Yeah. yeah, man. That was the game at launch at 360. I played uh, nonstop. I still literally have my launch 360 copy. Advanced Warfighter, I think it was. Yeah, Advanced yeah. Advanced Warfighter man. was so good. So good. So good. Yeah. Uh, Darge Knight in the house. What's up, brother? Good to see you. Two ninety nine uh, uh, pound super chat. <laughs> Almost a dollar. Soul Reaver Dead Space Splinter Cell remakes. Yeah. Soul oh, Reaver is another Reaver. one that comes Woo! up a lot. Yeah. That was uh, people. Uh, Legacy of Kane. People forget that uh, was Amy Hennig's joint. She's Amy Hennig. Yeah. Yeah, she's the one who kind of made that what it was, um, which is kind of interesting to reflect on now. And Dead Space, of course, is big in the conversation now because of Mass Effect, right? Everyone sees the Mass Effect legendary, how good it is to revisit. Everyone wants them to do the same with Dead Space, and uh, I would love that. But, but for Dead Space fans, I think everyone keeps forgetting, and we did cover this off on our last show, Callisto Protocol by the Dead Space developers. Very much so. Very much so oh. looking forward to that game. Um, that's right yeah. yeah can't wait to hear more on them what darge never apologize for super chatting dude what are you, what are you doing always appreciate anything, anything. yes yeah, seriously <laughs> never apologize for for super chat amount so thanks thanks so much um where were we here so that's ubisoft so let's go ahead and touch on it so xbox bethesda because i haven't talked to either of you two guys about this and this is obviously getting the uh <laughs> Try to stay focused and drink. <laughs> Coming out, we would fall out 76. Um, I, lo- I did like the game, but I love the hat. <laughs> oh, the hat's cool. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- that looks like it's got that kind of rubberized. Uh, yeah, that's exactly on. what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's rubber. Yeah. Those are cool. I've got um, some interesting insight into uh, Bethesda, by the way, but go ahead. No, let's get into it, man. Um, I-, I think this is the one that's kind of, you know, for many of us, is the biggest showcase event right 90 minute conference kind of what we all love to do is sit down with our popcorn and just sit back and watch a long show of just announcements and news right so this is the one a lot of us are pumped for dan and i know we've already talked through this quite a bit um because it's been the focus for the last two weeks or so for a lot of people but where you know what are you guys one expecting to see and then at the at the tail end let's talk about 
what we would wish if you have kind of a dream announcement from Xbox. But before we get there, let's start with what are you expecting to see? What do you want out of this 90-minute show from Xbox Bethesda? Dutch, I'll start with you, man. What I expect them, I expect them to start with something like something quite big, like one big game to get the ball rolling, and then okay. have a couple of things that we kind of already expect. I think maybe put the Game Pass stuff near the front as opposed to near the back. Um, then get into some some of the the real meat of the show um, because it's a joint show with Bethesda. I think the the emphasis really is going to be more on Bethesda Studio and what they're doing. <laughs> Um, not just talking about the ones that we know of, of course, with Indiana Jones and Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six, um, the big guns, should we say, but they've also got an additional five studios besides that that are also working on IPs that we're not aware of. Um, we know Zenimax Online has got an IP that no one knows of. Yeah, it's true. Um, so I think we'll probably see that, but primarily for me, it's as I expect them to show off... Um, and their focus, primarily the wording was games that are coming out this holiday. Mm-hmm. So I don't think the focus is really going to be stuff that's going to be too far out, um, but primarily stuff that's going to be over the next 12 months. So I think the focus is primarily going to be on stuff that we will see over the next 12 months. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 is, yeah. is one of the obvious ones um, that we're expecting. Halo, of course, we're going to see kind of an extended one there. Um I hope and expect them at the same time to <laughs> to show Series X gameplay uh, and not PC. <laughs> yeah. How about that one base Xbox me. One gameplay? Yeah, that's what they'll lead with. Yeah, we'll just. Go I want them to just trot Craig out, Craig out on the screen, just right at the start. Just, just have Craig show up, you know, looking like his Xbox One self. Just Craig, Craig host the conference. <laughs> <laughs> Put Craig's face over Phil Spencer's face, you know. Yeah, yeah. be perfect. Let's go for it. Um, but yeah, really, from from Microsoft Studios themselves, maybe two or three, and then from Bethesda Studios again, likewise, two or three, um, big ones, and then kind of second, third party offerings to beef up. Um, like we know they've got a lot of exclusive and partnerships and things like that. Yeah. Um, so a lot of second and third party stuff to beef up that would see out the rest of the year going into next year. Um, but yeah, realistically, two from X, two or three from Xbox Game Studios, and then two or three showings from from Bethesda Studios, and then second third party exclusives. Okay. Enrique, what do you think, man? Uh, I agree with Dutch. I think most of the show is going to be probably focused on uh, Bethesda. Uh, Zenimax, um, you know, obviously, you know, we're going to see Halo. Uh, it sounds like though we're not going to see single player campaign. It's going to be mostly multiplayer. Mostly focused. multiplayer is the the yeah, current uh, yeah the current thought. That's the current thought, and it, yeah. it there might not be a, a deep dive per, per se with that, but I think they'll probably show Halo again at a later date. Yeah. Um, uh, Forza, um, and then um, you know, I think they're going to show off. I think they'll probably make some other announcements as it relates to Game Pass. I don't think we're going to get any megatons as much as I would love to see a megaton. I don't think we're going to get any like you know megaton announcement uh, out of Microsoft. Um, you know, I think we'll probably just get updates on on things that we know. But the interesting thing with uh, Bethesda, I think that's where we might see some more um, maybe surprises, like with with games we weren't aware of, we didn't know that were in development, like Arcane Austin's game. Uh, Dutch mentioned Zenimax online. I want to see Compulsion uh, game. Yeah, yeah, Compulsion would be great. We know they're working on a. Uh, is it a third person action adventure? I forget. Uh, well, they they've said a. Uh, all we know is horror esque. 
Okay. Uh, and they've made Bioshock kind of theme references, which automatically excites me. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, so um, these, you know, I, I, I heard that Zenimax is working on another big game, like on the same level as um, like Indiana Jones. So maybe that Star Wars rumor that was going around might be true with Zenimax Online. That maybe there's a there's an online Star Wars type game. Which hey, you, you the old Republic. Yeah, yeah, you do that, and um, you yeah, just take my money already. Um, I, I, Bethesda's interesting. Um, I know that Microsoft is really um leaning on them a lot like heavily um and i've heard that from internally from people at bethesda where it's like to get game pass to be the netflix of gaming per se microsoft is really uh they're really 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 uh leaning on bethesda to make that happen and bethesda internally right now is hiring like gangbusters which is interesting because usually when there's like an acquisition of another company you don't see that of the acquired company that's not the case here. Like they're hiring big time in their, uh, in all of their studios. Um, they created a, a, a new, uh, a new team within Zenimax online, which I think Dutch referenced earlier. Uh, they're still hiring for that team. Um, they're, they're hiring uh, to staff up support uh, uh, Bethesda's uh, what, what's their um, online storefront. Bethesda is it Bethesda.net. Is, yeah. Is yeah. That right. Yeah. So, which is interesting because, you know, Microsoft has game pass on PC uh, they have the, you know the window store which yeah um, <laughs> mm-hmm. but 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 Bethesda has this bethesda.net and and they're they're hiring to support that so so Microsoft's going to be leveraging a lot of uh, Bethesda and it and I think part of that's because of the culture of the internal culture there at Bethesda they they have a good track record I mean look I, I point out Fallout 76 that's probably the one game I least like from them um, but everything else out of Bethesda, in my in my opinion, has been solid. I mean, I've been a big fan of uh, the uh, you know the Elder Scrolls, Morrowind, uh, or the Elder Scrolls. Oh yeah, uh, you know Fallout. Um, and then if you think about um, you know ID, um, you think about um, uh, Arcane Machine, Machine Games. games. Yeah. Um, what's the what's the game? What's the other studio in Japan? I forget the name of it. Uh, Tango. Tango. Um, they have a lot of talented studios. Yeah, um, they really do. So I think we're going to see them announce some stuff that we just haven't heard or weren't aware that was a development from them. That's going to get a lot of people uh, get a lot of people excited. I think it's um, it is crazy because you don't hear it often said, but literally Shinji Mikami, who created Resident Evil, is an yeah. Xbox employee now. He is. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's incredible. Which yeah. is that's just bizarre to think about. Yeah, um, it's just you know I, I think what the the thing that really um, gets me excited about the Bethesda acquisition is the amount of hiring that they're doing internally right now. Yeah. Like they are really building out their studios, yeah. and that's and, in that's in addition to the Xbox studios. So they've been yeah. on hiring spree for eighteen months now. Yeah, but but when I hear stuff like they're going to lean on us to make you know game pass the you know quote unquote the Netflix of gaming, I'm excited yeah. because of the pedigree. At Bethesda. Now, I have a little bias towards Bethesda because their headquarters are 30 minutes down the street from me. <laughs> um, and I have I have some friends that work there. So, um, but I, I, I think that's probably the part of the conference that's going to get a lot of people excited. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Um, so funny. Wilmy came in here and chat went. <laughs> <laughs> he came in talking about Anthem 2. And then he combined Anthem with Outriders to make Anthem Riders, and I, I don't know what's going on. Anthem Riders sounds terrible, absolutely terrible. I like that <laughs> though. Anthem Riders? <laughs> no, I'm thinking of the 
I'm thinking of Anthem's problems mixed with Outriders' problems, and I was getting that, a horrific uh, vision in my head of what kind of game that would be. But that you, you mean the, you, the impossibility to get online in the first place versus yeah. crashing? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric completely agrees. I, yeah, I said the same thing. Uh, I think last week to Eric, Compulsion is that studio out of uh, the Xbox first party. I'm really excited to see their stuff. They're super talented. Um, I think it's exactly that. They needed time and money, and now they have that. So I can't wait. Wilmy, do I hear Brad? That is him. That's him. He's he's playing the role of Jim Ryan today. So <laughs> <laughs> we Dan, have, do you want to add anything here, man? I know we've kind of talked about you know this for multiple times now, but anything kind of new pop up? Anything these guys touch on? You want to add on? You, you might so want to get off a of mute. That would help. Then we'll we'll, we'll start there. <laughs> what? <laughs> What just happened? <laughs> my my co-host, ladies and gentlemen, my co-host. He was like he was like chatting, and then he just disappeared. He's like, oh, I'm gone. I hate my life. I hate my life so much. Done. I went to hit the the unmute button. I hit the leave studio button. <laughs> <sighs> oh, you know, Dan, I've done that before on StreamYards, man. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it, it happens. happens. Yeah. Anyway, man, what do, you, no. what do you want to add here? I have nothing to add. <laughs> I just show me some games. I don't care what they are. Just give me something new that I can play, and that's what I want. I mean, it's what a very simple request. Of, yeah, what do you all think of the likelihood of uh, Battlefield going into Game Pass, though? Whatever. I, I, that's the only way I'm going to play it, probably. It's going to be one of those things where it's like, yeah. I would like to see that because I'm not buying it otherwise. That's the only way you're going to get me into a multiplayer game is if I'm already paying for a service that hasn't. So, hopefully, I, cheers. Yeah, I think I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised Dutch if that happened. I would love it. it. Yeah, it would. I, th- I think there's a wait. I think there's a relationship rumor. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And and it kind of makes sense, I think, for that game that's so heavily reliant on engagement. Like what what yes. it. Like the great thing about Game Pass, what a great way for a game to enter a service like Game Pass, where you remove that 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 entry barrier of sixty or seventy dollars, whatever, yep. and now you get someone to try the game, and you know, quote unquote, for free, um, and 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 you, and I think that's the big thing is is the exposure that Game Pass potentially 100%. gives Battlefield Six, you know, especially when they're trying to compete against Call of Duty when they just yep. hired, I think, the former. I forget. I, I forget the guy's title. A guy who worked on Call of Duty is on Battlefield Six now. So that's know. on his LinkedIn profile. Guy who worked on Call of Duty. Guy who worked on Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I forget. I forget who. I, what, who, yeah, no yeah, I forget his, what his title was. It was. Like director or something. I don't know. But but uh, that hire signals to me that that EA is trying to get back into the mix uh, with with COD. You know. Um, but I think one way to do that is is to drop it in Game Pass to get the game more exposure, um, where people it, they could try kind of risk free, you know. Um, one, uh, I think there's something to be said for that. Because yeah, it's going to be a big fall. You've got the three juggernauts of first person shooters all launching in the same fall. Uh, Battlefield's kind of down. People are super hyped about it because they want to see it return to its former glory, but it hasn't landed with the uh, impact that it used to for a long time now. And to, yeah. to come back, I completely agree with you. The quickest way to ensure that you're going to have millions and millions and millions of players that get to experience your game is to launch on Game Pass. Um, it, and it would be a huge win. It would be a huge win for Microsoft as well because they can literally come out and say, with Game Pass, you can play Halo and you can play Battlefield at launch 
as part of Game Pass. I mean, that's ridiculous to even think about. You're talking about games you can put thousands of hours into. Um, so, it's, yeah. Yeah, uh, that, that would, I mean, that would be huge for Game Pass. I mean, like yeah. you said, Halo and then Battlefield 6, that, you know, that, that would be huge. And then, you know, that, and that's also going to help Microsoft if they can get Battlefield 6, kind of build the case to other third-party developers why they need to put their game into Game Pass, yeah, assuming that it's successful, right, with uh, with engagement. Yeah, of course, of course. I don't know what's going on in chat. I can't even keep up. Psycho now, what's up, man? Says he's really enjoying Biobutin. That's awesome. Love to hear it. Um, Wilmy's blocking people, you know. Uh, Eric, ten, because ten. Eric said Dan is my spirit animal because I also do not care about Battlefield. So he said, uh. cancel Eric. <laughs> well, that, Eric doesn't like Battlefield because he was never good at Battlefield. <laughs> oh, he can't even respond. <laughs> Not even here Shots to defend himself. Eric. Eric, get good, man. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> By the way, when we said he's canceling Eric. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> we'll be blocking him on twitter right now <laughs> um meanwhile carl says just go free to play then there's no need for game pass we've talked about that but the thing is there is that if you go you, when you go on game pass you're not putting it on game pass for free yeah <laughs> right microsoft is paying you for that <clears throat> yep so um you can kind of still make initial money back it's, it's there's probably a weighted decision there right because you can go free to play on all platforms, whereas Game Pass is obviously only PC and Xbox. Um, I would love to see uh, those those kind of discussions taking place and how much money is thrown around. Oh, um, I'm sure there's a lot of money. I've heard, I've heard everything yeah. from from small amounts to full Xbox development costs for that particular platform. Yeah, so those... yeah, ten, tens and tens of millions. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's going to be interesting. Oh, I mean, it, it's if it's not obvious to you by now, it should be that uh, Xbox is really a spare no expense for game pass mode at the moment i mean mm -hmm. that is that is their future that's where they're looking so this won't surprise me i hope it happens um but anyway moving on from that um here's a couple questions for you psychonauts 2 um um we know that's coming very soon i have day to one. Believe... say it again i'm sorry i set up day one. Oh, no doubt no doubt love tim, uh, tim schaefer love tim schaefer he's brilliant yeah, yeah he's amazing yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping if we don't get a shadow drop, we get a release date that's very soon, like July for that, because that, that'll mean we get Ratchet and Clank followed by Psychonauts 2 and back to back, which would be amazing. Uh, yeah. we've got the Ascent in July as well, which uh, a lot of people like myself are excited for. I'm pumped. Um, what about, uh, you guys think we get a Halo Infinite beta date? Yes. I think that's going to be one of the things that I announced, mainly because, uh, as you mentioned, it was, it was always something that I thought was going to happen. But as soon as I started hearing the, the rumors that the the focus of the Halo section at E3 was going to be around multiplayer, yeah. that made more sense that they would then drop, okay, here's the beta for the multiplayer. I think that's also going to be a, a case of, right, okay, the beta, the beta registration is open now and it's going to go live tomorrow or something like that. Yeah. I think it's something as quick as that. Yeah, and I've said before, they've already said that you have to be a Halo insider and signed up on that, which, uh, again, you can find the instructions on our site because it's like a multi-step process to do that properly. But get signed up now, be ready, so that if you're looking forward to Halo Infinite and playing in that beta, make sure you're signed up for Halo Insider, which is separate from being an Xbox insider. So uh, make sure you do that properly. Uh, Eric in the house, of course. I know my Psychonauts 2 brothers in here because um, he's as excited for that game as I am. So good. <clears throat> The more I save that game, the better it looks. Oh yeah, yeah. I, the yeah. the additional time and funding and development has transformed that game. Oh, no 100%. doubt, no doubt. Um, 
what would you well, guys let me ask you this if you kind of had your wish right anything let's just go crazy for the hell of it any game can get announced that you don't really expect to here at xbox bethesda uh what would it be uh i don't care like where it happens but i'll just say bioshock the new one the new like, Bioshock officially okay. announced with something yeah. like sh shown in some form yeah right yeah. yeah like that would be yeah Not well that. i mean whatever 2k yeah 2k is is 2k part of t take two yeah i can't remember where's 2k yes. at yeah take yeah take two owns i think all that stuff yeah so yeah. take uh take two has their show uh sometime here on monday monday june 14th they're doing a conference right yeah we'll see that's yeah. it that'd be nice that'd be yeah. nice mm. we guys got come on see the only the only thing i want is hellblade 2 and I, that's not going to be there <laughs> i, just I don't blame you by 2. the way uh, that game, <laughs> yeah, uh, i cannot wait for that but uh yeah yeah i still think that's it's a ways out yeah. yeah, as you said, if you're still doing mocap, uh, you're not close. Nope. There, yeah, there's there's time for that game. Plenty time for that game yet, but yeah, that's that's my only my only mega wish. Other than that, I'm open to being surprised. I want to okay. just surprise Fair enough. me. Fair enough. You got anything, Enrique? Yeah, I was gonna. You know, for me, it'd be. Uh, I know they they tease Fable, but I would want to see something else, another vertical slice of Fable. But that's that's probably not gonna happen. Yeah, it's pretty far uh, out too, man. Yeah, pretty far. But out. I would love that. I mean, that would be like. To me, that would be a a, a a great, a very pleasant surprise if they did that. And then also, you know, we're talking about Psychonauts 2. Like, what if they uh, announced the release of Psychonauts 2? Like, they did, like, a stealth drop, like, let's say. Because they've done that before, I think, at, at with other smaller titles where they're like, oh, this game's available tomorrow. Or uh, That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. yeah like I, to me, that would make sense, especially now that they're, you know, we, we, we got new gameplay footage out. No. Um, I, I It wouldn't surprise me if they said, oh, by the way, at 5 p.m., you know, Eastern time, you can you can play Psychonauts 2. Uh, yeah. I think that would be that would be fantastic. And that would be, I think, uh, uh, probably the best way to announce the release of that game, you know, at E3. So, OK. Yeah, I also, uh, you know, another one that I know was talked about for a while is Avowed uh, and Obsidian really showing up. Um, yeah. At E3, yeah, I think we've got a good chance as well on top of a vote of seeing Perfect Dark. You've got to think before Drew Murray moved studios, he was his daughter was even testing that game. <laughs> hmm. There was enough of a gameplay thing there. I mean, Phil Spencer's played Perfect Dark. Yeah, that's true. Drew Murray that's has true. his yes, daughter has. There's, there's there's enough game there to be shown off as a game right now. In some show, it might not be like I say, it might not be anytime soon. Might well, maybe like Enrique said, maybe a vertical slice type thing. Yeah. A yeah. vertical slice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they I mean there's obviously a ton of titles they could show. Obviously, I, I preach it too much, so I'll just say it again is give me banjo kazooie, god damn it. I'm tired of waiting. Oh come on. <laughs> give me give me a banjo. You can put a smaller team on it. Oh, make sure they're make sure they're in the UK, please, whoever's developing it. And <laughs> so <laughs> essentially Xbox is ratchet and clank. Yeah, come on. I mean, it's it's been too long. It's been too it long. It has. It has. Um, it, it it really has. It, what's it's been it's three sixty, all right, since we last saw. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, since Banjo. nuts and bolts. Not a bad game. Not a bad game, but just not up to the, you know, Banjo, Kazooie, and Tui are the are the legends in my opinion. Anyway. Yeah, I so, agree with you. Um, but that's I'd, I'd like to see another conquer. Um, if I think of like a wish list from Rare, and then also, um, if I think about like like Xbox, you know, we were talking about Splinter Cell earlier, but. 
I'd love to see it on the Mech Assault. Um, oh, because that was like that was like, like one of the first in the vein of the OG ones. Like yeah, oh, fuck, yeah, yeah. I would love to see Mech Assault. That was like you know that was probably one of the first, not one of the first, but uh, one of the first retail releases that incorporated Xbox Live, and yes, it, it was, was actually a pretty good game. It's actually it a pretty was. good game. I literally yeah. have my copy sitting right over there. It's amazing. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So let's uh let's jump off of Xbox then. One more thing just to talk about is Nintendo. Because I want to get your guys' thoughts. I don't know how big a Nintendo fans you are if this is a, a 10 second segment or a 20 minute one. Uh okay, so you got you got link above you. I think I it's real small on my screen. So I think that's link, right? <laughs> um, well, I've, I've got uh, that's Final Fantasy above. Oh, that's cloud. Yeah, that's cloud. Yeah. Got okay. Switch plug right here. <laughs> um but Nintendo, we know uh, they're doing their traditional E3. They've got a 40-minute showcase followed by, they said, at least three hours of Treehouse Live, which is going to be game directors and other stuff kind of coming on. Uh, we know Breath of the Wild 2 is obviously coming. They've already shown that. Um, is there anything here? The big one we always talk about, and many people talk about, Dan and I included, there's people in chat already saying it is Metroid, right? Everyone wants to see Metroid. Um, whether it be a, a remastered trilogy or we see Metroid Prime 4 finally, but do do are you do you have any expectations of Nintendo at this point? Where are you guys at on Nintendo? Like, because I'm pretty down on them, and I I don't want to keep talking about them and coming off as super negative, but they just they they're not showing me anything I care. They've got about. they've got an absolute boat of IPs that they could revive. That would be absolutely amazing. Like the one wish that I've got for them to to bring back to life is Golden Sun, but they just refuse okay. to. Yeah. <laughs> I want yeah. Golden Sun back. Yeah, that's a fucking well me. Mario two seventy one Princess Peach Child Support Edition. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> um, and, and, and Elu just said F zero. That's another one. Um, yeah. you know, but uh, you know, we're, you, you just said Golden Sun, Enrique. You got anything for Nintendo? Are you are you kind of like us? It's the nostalgic childhood company you love, but they're just not doing much for you. You lately? love to hit, love and love to hate. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. You love to love to hate it. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's I'm with everyone in the live chat here. Metroid Prime. That's I mean that that's all I care about right now. Obviously, like I, I want to see Breath of the Wild too, uh, but but I want to see Metroid Prime. Like just you know, this has been out there like lingering for such a long time now. Yeah. What like a couple of years? It's just like show us something. And Nintendo, you know, they've been um, too quiet. Like they just you know, yeah, and so I understand. I understand probably at Nintendo headquarters like oh you know we're we don't have to announce anything. Our, our Switch is selling Gangbuster still. You know, we're we're in the driver's position or, or the driver's seat. And and that's fine for Nintendo, but I want to see something from them. Something, um, you know, like a, um, I almost said Mario 271. Um, <laughs> no, not that. But, you know, obviously you see something like a Metroid Prime. I think it's long overdue where they announce a big IP that gets people excited. Well, at least gets me excited. Yeah, you know, I they just haven't shown me anything that's really got me excited about the Nintendo Switch in, in quite some time. And um, I know there's rumors about the Switch Pro. Yeah. Um, honestly, like, I if they announce that, awesome. I'm day one on that. But I, I want to see some more games um, from their first party, um, from their beloved franchises. Uh, more specifically, again, Metroid Prime. That's all I care about. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping at some point we see. I really want to see Nintendo introduce a new IP outside of. Mario, Zelda, Metroid, and Splatoon. You know, we know Splatoon 3 is coming too. But yeah. I, 
Yeah, I, I, you know, Ains, I, I would love that too. I don't yeah. see that happening, man. I'm hoping I, a I just... diamond horse shows up at my house. Stallion shows up at my house, comes in and drops like you know a load of you know whatever on my floor <laughs> that I can take to the bank and then. <laughs> I mean, you're, I mean, this is like you know, pipe dream stuff right here. A new IP from Nintendo. I just I mean, what's the last one? I like Splatoon. Splatoon. I, I, I don't even know. I, Splatoon might be the last like new one, maybe. I think yeah, right. That's why I said, you know, that's why. Well, I was just saying, yeah. I mean, might I'm be. laughing at you because it's that's insane. It's not gonna happen. It's insane. Yeah, it's like- <laughs> we're, we're we're more likely to get the uh, Mario edition that uh, uh, Wilmy's talking about. You yeah. know, than, than a new IP. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ could walk through my door right now, and I'd be less surprised. <laughs> right? I mean, that's basically what would happen. That's Jesus. that's that's where we're at. He walks like a, in. Yeah, I'm disappointed with Nintendo right now. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's on me. That's on me, guys. Sorry. Yeah. No. Oh, Mo, Mo, Mo why, why would you even bring this up? Arms. I don't even count that. Yeah, come on. Hey, arms. Arms is actually. I thought. A pre- I actually liked arms a lot. Stop I it. I had fun Love with that game. Oh, Am I the only one that liked arms? Yeah, the only one in the world. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. Oh, I liked it. Oh man! Again, I, I, I was playing. I, I played arms with my kids. Was so. bad. It just didn't. No, no, he's right. True. No, no. I mean, it wasn't like the. Yeah, it wasn't like uh, you know on the level of uh, like you think of fighting games, like a you know uh, Street Fighter or anything. But it, I, I, like, I played it with my kids, so I, that's probably why Fair I liked enough. it. Fair enough. You know, yeah. um, for what it was, spend- I thought it was good. Probably going to spend another 15 20 minutes talking about uh, expansions to characters on Smash Bros. again, aren't they? Well, supposedly, oh, yeah. they're, they're, Sakurai said there's two more coming and then that's the end. Like, Smash Brothers Ultimate is done. So, we'll see. We'll <laughs> yeah. see. Yeah. Mavs in the house. What's up, Mavs? By the way, Mav got your back, Enrique. He said, I like the arms. See? <laughs> I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. <laughs> gonna, there's like two now, more. Dan. They're multiplying. <laughs> yeah. There's, two. yeah. Well, there's, two there's more of us out there you guys aren't aware of. There's more of us. <laughs> yeah. The two guys that have Nintendo online, they play against each other. <laughs> they don't like, chat though. Right, don't chat. We don't we don't chat. No, like don't like chat. Wilmy was saying, their party chat will be handheld by new smoke signal app. <laughs> oh, man. oh man. But this is what I'm talking about, right? It, it's for a lot of us who love Nintendo and grew up with them, they've almost become a, a laugh because yeah. there's just nothing really exciting us from them at all. And that's disappointing but, to me. Like, you know what I but mean? But Ains, they, Ains, they know when they show us Breath of the Wild 2, we're all going to forget this conversation we're having. And we're yeah, going to be like, oh, my God, you see are. Breath of the Wild 2? It's, oh, my God, like, it was amazing. And did you see what Link was doing? I mean, like, they know. Yeah. They, they, Nintendo is, Nintendo can get away with murder. Yeah. 100%. Like, literally. Literal like, murder, yeah, on screen. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 yeah on screen. Dan, and even he agrees. Yeah, I mean Jesus is like, yes, this is true, <laughs> and I and I will forgive them for their sins. You know, like it's it, it's it's amazing. Like they can go out and you know what what's what's the um uh what's it uh the uh, remake there uh, God what is it the uh, Legend of Zelda what, what is it no Heavenly Sword Yeah, Heavenly Sword Sword Yeah, is that the Outward. is that the one they're doing the, the uh, that's the, that old game on PlayStation Heavenly <laughs> Sword Yeah, it's the old game yeah. Yeah, yeah, Skyward Sword. sword. Skyward Sword, they're doing like the remake and they're charging like, you know, and it's just, all it is is a, a 720p version of the game. I'm and they're going to charge with you and they're charging charge more than they did on the Wii for it. Yeah, and, and, and they're going to get away and people are going to go out and buy that game by the millions. You're right. You're if right. that was Microsoft or Sony, people would be like, oh, anti-consumer, they're terrible. 
damn them yep. Chip rides a thief and a liar you know it's like and instead we're like oh nintendo yeah yeah <laughs> i'm not buying it i will say that i'm not buying it but i mean aids they didn't drop the price of the the wii the the the, the wii u was the by far the worst selling console that they never dropped the price of that console the <laughs> no, all they did all they did was bundle mario with it yeah that's it <laughs> they, they could do no wrong it's it blows my mind yeah this the switch is ridiculous and i i was joking about breath of the wild because you're absolutely right they're going to show it people will go nuts it'll take over the conversation it'll sell millions and millions and millions of copies on day one for me personally i'm yeah. not a breath of the wild fan so that's okay. what makes it even more disappointing is knowing the only big ip or new game they have that we know of anyway is uh only two i should say splatoon 3 and uh Breath of the Wild 2, and neither of those interest me even a little bit. Elu said it right. Breath of the Wild 1 wasn't that great. The weakest Zelda since CDI. <laughs> I don't think many people, I don't know how many people remember the CDI Zelda. We're showing our age there, Elu. <laughs> Dan, I know you're ready for Nintendo. You're on mute again. I, I, muted, I muted because we got too much shit going on. Listen, I'm done talking about Nintendo. <laughs> they need to come out next week and show me something that isn't garbage. You know, I mean, I right. Give me a new IP. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That, you know, no, it's never going to happen. It's, then it's going to be something terrible like Splatoon. I, I Mario, just don't. Mario Kart Nine again. Yeah. Just, just. Weekend. I'm done talking Mario about nine. these dudes. Yep. They just do their thing. Fair you know, enough. You know, and they do have some um, games that can go back to. You're right. Like they have some IPs they could bring back. That they haven't, you know, talked about in years. I mean, you know, I think I go back to the original. Uh, I was playing. Uh, actually, my son was playing. Uh, do you remember Kid Kid Kid, Kid, Kid Icarus? Icarus? Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, Kid Icarus. I mean, they could do it. They could do a modern day take on that game. I mean, that game would 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 kind of rally that Nintendo base, you know, to get you know excited, you know. And and granted, that's not a new IP, but that would hit you know that uh, the nostalgia factor, which Nintendo yeah. is good at playing, right? Yeah. Um, I don't want to see. I think Dan said a Mario. Would you say Mario Kart like nine? With, Dutch, was yeah. that you Dutch? Yeah, with three. Well, I mean, Mario Kart Eight is the best selling game on the Switch. It's thirty eight million copies. Yeah. thirty eight million copies it has sold. It's more but, than any PlayStation exclusive. More nuts. than any Xbox exclusive. It's nuts. And Crazy. it's a Wii U game. Price. It's a Wii U game. <laughs> it's a Wii U game. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm you still know, full Dutch, price. Yeah, and full yeah. Price. That's still a full price. To your yeah. point. And, and, and Dutch, I think, was joking when he said, uh, you know, reskin, but in some way, they, but honestly, they would do that and they would still sell 30, another 38 million of that game. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I know. We, I feel like we go off on the same rant. It's funny, though, Dan, really, because we've had this rant multiple times, but no matter what guests we have on, they it's agree with the us. Same. It's the yeah. same rant. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, so, you know, that we're all feeling it. And I saw Mav even mention, too, that people forget and not to keep on the rant, which is what we're doing. But w w the Switch went backwards in terms of some functionality from the Wii U. Like did, the Wii yeah. U had Virtual Console, yep. which they got rid of to reintroduce Switch Online a year later after Switch's launch, which was worse. It's yep. just the, the decisions are bizarre to me. I, I don't understand it. It's also the only company that I know that can release a, a timed exclusive to themselves. We. You, you, pack <laughs> <laughs> you package a game in that's only on sale for a certain amount of time and then yeah. stop selling it. Yeah, they think they're Disney. They're like the Disney of gaming. That's what it is. Well, they are like, I mean, they, they, they have theme parks. I mean, like, yeah, you're, they're you're not, not that lying. far off. Yeah, they're you're not, not that far off. Yep. Chinga <laughs> Mike in the house from our Backlog Chronicles friends. The other uh, 
Mr. Co-host to uh, to Mo, what's up? Good to see you. Nintendo yeah. will also sue your pants off too. Have you guys heard oh, about the guy oh, lost yeah. the? Uh, That's why I don't bother streaming them. Like no. Nintendo will copyright you faster than you can even upload a video. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm not even joking. We uploaded something stopped. with a, a. It was like a two. Bert and I did something a couple years ago. I want to say it was like a 15 minute video, and there was I think four seconds of a picture of Mario on the screen. Four seconds, and the video was taken down that day. I mean, it was wow. yeah. It I've, was just like you people, can't. Have I've it. heard people midstream having the having the stuff kind of demonetized midstream. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo doesn't play around. Oh, yeah, you nope. cannot use their stuff now. Uh, now let's let's again let's imagine Sony and Xbox doing this to I know. to a con. I, I, I don't get it. I, I makes no I, sense. It's free advertising. Yeah, that, yeah. It, but but Nintendo gets away with it. Yeah, I know. That's I always one of their biggest content creators was actually removed from the. It was uh, an Australian guy. You might have seen him uh, on YouTube before. He used to he just literally just everything was Nintendo branded and like worked with them for years. Um, yeah. And they just didn't tell him why. They just said, "Oh, we're not working with you anymore," and that was it. <laughs> Jeez, uh, that's weird. Like, okay, I've just built you. They were like, "You're not allowed to use the colors. You're not allowed to use the shapes. You're not allowed to speak about us anymore." But we'll still provide you some free games every now and again. He was like, I don't understand what you <laughs> what yeah, is happening. It's weird to me, man. It's weird. I, I always joke, like it it's just a different mentality, I think, because there are people out there who primarily play on the Switch. Like that's their console. And I think I'm to myself, I just I don't say it again, Dan. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry. Sorry to hear <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I just I don't know how that is. It does, to me personally, it just doesn't make sense. Like I don't know how you can do that, but yeah, I, I couldn't do that either. Um yeah, you know, and and they they uh you know it's it's if you guys heard that story about the guy who had the uh, ROMs or whatever, yeah. he, he uh, the Nintendo sued him for like was it was it a couple million dollars? Yeah, two million. And they won. It's like why would you go against Nintendo? Yeah, you know, <laughs> you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose <laughs> I mean, every time. Every yeah, time. every time. Lose. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we could we we could stay on this, but I, I do. I always want to just say that. There is a love for Nintendo from all of us because we grew up with them. There's a nostalgia factor, but man, they just gotta, they gotta. I don't know. To be honest with you, I was about to say they need to change their approach, but if you're Nintendo and you're not in these conversations, right? You don't pay attention to social media, the Twitter verse, whatever. You're looking at the the bottom line. Nintendo is killing it right now. Their profit margin is the highest in company history. Yeah. Um. What? Why would? Why would they change? They don't need to. Yeah, nope. I mean, they the best selling you know console platform right now. You mentioned thirty eight million copies sold of a game that was a Wii U game at full retail price. Yeah, they've got well, eighty five. They have four, over, over eighty five million Switch that have sold over yeah. thirty million copies. Eighty five million um, units um, of the Switch sold so far. At least that was as of February. Uh, Five hundred fifty million first party games sold in yeah. three and a half years. And they're five hundred fifty. Yep, their oh their revenue God. was second all time in their company history, only to two thousand nine when the Wii was at its peak. But the profit margin on that revenue was over sixty percent. <laughs> so it just goes to show you, right? Any company that's making teens and billions a year that has a profit margin of over sixty percent, their their return on investment for what they're investing in development and getting back is absolutely atmospheric. They're not going to change. Nope. It's insane, I mean, it's, it's three and a half years to sell 85 million units. Like, they are going to absolutely eclipse the, the, the best-selling console, which is PlayStation. They're going to destroy that. 
Yeah, yeah, it's outpacing the PS4. Um, yep. Yeah. So, anyway, we always get on this rant. I apologize for going off track <laughs> again, but it just you can hear the frustration because I do want to see something new. So we'll see. I, I hope to be surprised. Am I expecting to be surprised? Absolutely not. I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm dreading that 40 minute conference because I'm probably going to watch it and be like, oh Christ, there's nothing here. So we'll see. Can you, can you imagine just for one second if you walked into like any studio that was developing? you know, a Nintendo IP for them. And like you walk in and everybody's just sitting around like talking or eating lunch, having snacks, watching TV. Like nobody's actually working on the games. And they're like, hey, what about this game, guys? Oh, hold on. They hit like two buttons and they just copy a a disc over to a, you know, a little cartridge from any Wii U game that you had. There you go. Yeah. This will sell 80 million copies. Okay, thanks. that's, That's how I figured that these work. And We're just going to up the resolution. Yeah, yeah. Can you guys? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, if, it, if, it, if it organically happens in the transfer from this <laughs> disc to the cartridge, then yes. And you can only buy it until Tuesday. So, <laughs> that yeah. limited time release. Yeah. 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 The old timed exclusives. Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the funny thing is, I wrote an article. I said this before. I wrote an article like two years ago. It might be almost three years ago now, mm-hmm. like a year after the Switch came out. And I said, it's time to stop making excuses for Nintendo. And I, I think it's gotten worse since I wrote that article. Oh, yeah. You Fall know what I mean? Fall with. Oh, well. Oh, well. Look, we keep trying to get off it and then we keep going back to it. My fault. No, no, it's no, it's I, it's, a, it's a look. It's a fun conversation because we know that again. If yeah. if this if the other two companies did this, I mean, there would be. I mean, think about it. There would be all over the internet. You'd have content creators, you know, screaming at the top of their lungs. You know, yeah. anti-consumer and Nintendo just yeah, yeah. It's just, I I really do think it's just a different fan base. There's people yeah. like us who own their switches, right? And it's kind of there, yeah. and it's a secondary console. But I think that core hardcore fan base that prime primarily play their switch that kind of live and breathe Nintendo are a different fan base from the guys that are on our shows, yeah. your guys' shows, the community we interact with daily. It, it's a whole different group. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a different yes. mentality. So is what it is. We'll see what we get. I, you know, I'll continue to hope ne- they surprise ne- us and <laughs> Metroid and other stuff, but I'm not, I'm not expecting it. No, and I will continue to be disappointed. <laughs> Can't be disappointed with what you don't expect, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. That's a great point. That's right. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, chat, you've been amazing. We're going to go ahead and start wrapping up here. A um, couple things to keep uh, that are both out there now and to keep an eye on. So, um, if you missed it, I sat down with uh, Ty Guy Travis this week, who uh, were a writer for IGN, part of Fireteam Chat, and the Destiny crew there. Uh, fantastic guy really deserves more recognition in the community than he gets right now. Uh, definitely check that out uh, and check him out as well on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Cast co-op episode six is live. Uh, we did that. We actually premiered that yesterday. It was a fun conversation. A lot of laughs as usual. Should check that out. Stay tuned this week. We've got some uh, more reviews coming. Mass effect legendary uh, Steve who writes for us actually sat down and played all three like Dan all three through. He's got like 130 hours in it already and he's reviewing the entire collection. Um, I think the, the review is like six pages long or something, he said. So, uh, Dan, yeah. So we're are, editing are, are, that. Are you guys going to score each individual or just the entire trilogy? We're, we're actually still talking about that. Because yeah. I think if he scored the individual ones, two is going to get a 10. Well, Steve, being a I smart guy, do, I think he'll get away with both. Steve's in Steve, the 
Steve is a Weird smart camp. guy, so he he knows that one is the best of the three. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but no, we we'll see. We'll see. We're actually still talking through that right now and have to edit and everything. But stuff coming this week. Um, we are. Um, you know, uh, media access for E3, it's kind of weird. Obviously, we're not on site, so we'll see what we can provide this week in terms of coverage. And then next week, we have a, uh, a really big uh, big cast panel next Saturday um, uh, to cover both Ubisoft and the upcoming Xbox, so just stay tuned for that. But, guys, it's been a pleasure. Fun conversation. Thanks for coming on today. Uh, I always say uh, our community knows where they can find you guys, but shout it out anyway. Dutch, go for it, man. Yeah, certainly. You can find me on Twitter at Wondering Dutch, uh, at, on YouTube at Wondering Dutch, uh, where my show is actually this week. I'll, I'll give you kind of the first shouts, but this week we have uh, moved it to Thursday to accommodate our guests, which is Game On Daily, Gaz and Asa jumping on for our final show cool. before E3. Um, it'll be usual time though, seven o'clock, but that's Thursday instead of Wednesday this week. Um, so I am looking forward to that. And I've just put out a new video there, uh, speaking to Ains before the show, um, with an interview with Joe Winter and Will Goss from Song of Iron. That's the yeah. composer for the music and the developer. So tune on to that as well. Nice. Yeah, definitely check that out. That's awesome. By the way, shout out to uh, Iron Lord Gaming Addict in the house. What's up, man? So Mass Effect, Mass Effect 3 was my favorite, to be honest. Ooh, uh, you can uh, correct me if you're still, uh, still here, Addict, and um, listening as we close out. But I think... Attic just played them for the first time, I think. Right, right. Okay. Um, did. And, and yeah. Cog and I and many others have joked that for new players who are just coming into the series, it won't surprise me to hear people yeah. say that Mass Effect 3 is it's so good. I mean, yeah. it's really good. Because yeah, three, it has yeah. it brought back some of the RPG stuff. It has far better, it has the best combat. You know, there's just aspects of it that are really good. So, yeah, let me know, Addict. I'm kind of curious, but I'm pretty sure you just played this for the first time. Anyway, Enrique, Mr. Brap himself, let us know, man. Shout it out. Yeah, no, I just want to say uh, thank you again for having me on. Uh, it was a pleasure. Uh, big fan of Season Gaming. Love the t-shirts, by the way. You oh, guys thanks, have some man. of the best t-shirts. So, yeah, like like out of all the content creators uh, that, uh, and not to throw shade at other content creators, but out of all the content creators that sell t-shirts, I love your t-shirts. Like there's one with the skull on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, that I really like. That, that, uh, that, that one and this one are our best sellers, yeah. And yeah, it's, they're yeah. all done by Diego. So obvious shout out to Diego. Yeah, big shout out to Diego. But uh, no, great show. And uh, again, thank you for having me on. Really appreciate it. Uh, and Dutch, pleasure uh, podcasting with you for the first time. Yes, really appreciate indeed. it. And, um, you know, you can find me on Twitter at Brap underscore podcast and uh, on the YouTubes at uh, Basement Radio Arcade Podcast. We go live every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Thank you very much. And Dutch, I know you said 7 p.m. That's your time. So 2 p.m. Central, if you're watching this show, yep. guys, 2 p.m. on Wednesdays is when midweek uh, mix-up is. So, uh, by the way, we'll we'll end on this note because, you know, we like, oh, to keep it back. No. we like to keep it factual around here. <laughs> but, uh, yes, Attic did confirm that he just played through them. So that's cool, man, Attic. I'm glad you got to experience them, though. Uh, that's what it's. I was excited for, actually, with the re-release is hearing people like yourself play through it for the first time and cloud who writes uh who's part of uh game and beyond the box um and uh writes for season gaming as well he's playing them for the first time and he's been addicted as well absolutely <laughs> love them so. hey well let me set a question for you there aids yeah oh okay. yeah yeah when we changed the old farts game we talked about that yeah i think oh. when dan and i hit uh what are we what are oh. we gonna hit dan 50 ofg only five years <laughs> dan's like that's not long that's not very far <laughs> ofg yeah, yeah, OFG. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Although Wilby's older than us, so yeah, you know, you'd have yeah, to. Think, 
He's like, he's 92. Like 50? He's 92. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I think, he, I think... he looks like 87, though. <laughs> he's 92, but looks 87. Yeah. That's like, he looks like Warren Buffett. <laughs> oh, man. Chat, you've been awesome. Everyone, thanks for tuning in. If you're listening to this later, of course, thank you as always. Uh, uh, Really appreciate all of you who tuned in after we're live. So thank you to you as well. Uh, it's been a pleasure. That was BitCast 157, and we will see you next week. Peace.